0: Welcome to the Knowledge Entrepreneurs Show, where we celebrate the innovators driving change in the education industry. At Edison OS, we've worked with over 500 knowledge entrepreneurs to turn their edtech ideas into profitable businesses. Today's guest is Prithvi Potuganti. Prithvi Potuganti is a data scientist with 6 plus years of experience in forecasting, optimization, machine learning, natural language processing in web, marketing, e-commerce, domains and electrical utilities. Pridhvi has extensive experience in building algorithms from scratch to suit client requirements and has published his work in reputed journals with over 60 citations to date. Hi Pridvi. welcome Hello. to the Knowledge Entrepreneur Show. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for taking your time out for this um so i think uh, we had a discussion as to what this podcast is going to be about but you know i'll just repeat it once and sure. uh, so this is a podcast you know where we have uh, knowledge entrepreneurs as our guest and mm. uh, the whole purpose and idea of this podcast is for us to be able to you know share practical real information about Your experience, the guests experience as to how their journey in this business was, you know, to give an idea for the people that are outside, you know, who are still probably teaching uh, as a part time, but they might have that thought of, you know, plunging into it full time, -time. but they're not really sure. Right. So uh, I'm not trying to say that, you know, this podcast is going to help them motivate to come into it, but this podcast may even give them the clarity to decide this is not for them. Because it's really not for everybody, right? Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. So that's the whole idea. So, uh, Prithvi, before we, you know, get into the topic uh, for the listeners, uh, you know, uh, I'd like to get to know about you. I know you, but, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, if I talk to you uh, and get some information about personally about you, your journey, I think the listeners also will be able to connect with you. So Prithvi, yeah. if you can start sure. off by telling your story, you know, your, as, as personal, as you're comfortable, like where you right. started off your schooling, where you grew mm. up and how did you mm. come up to be here? This is, yeah, you can start off. With.
1: Okay. First of all, Jake, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity. And it is a pleasure, uh, meeting you and talking. And first of all, I'll start with appreciation for the podcast idea. To create the knowledge entrepreneurs, that's really interesting. Second, uh, I will okay. With regards to my introduction, okay, I'll I brought up uh, I was brought up and grown in a small town named Kodara. Uh, it's near Hyderabad, 200 kilometers away from Hyderabad and uh, my schooling till 10th standard was there and uh, i think in the 8th standard uh, i was particularly interviewed to get into a very good college from the childhood i always wanted to be a scientist i was armed with uh, electronics new electrical items etc cool. uh, so that's uh, i thought the iit would be a path i took uh, two years of uh, plus 1 and plus 2 at Vijayawada. Uh, That's uh, the capital of AP now. And after that, I got a seat in uh, ISM Dhanbad as well as NIT Varangal. I couldn't uh, realize the dream of IIT. And then I joined NIT Varangal in mechanical engineering. Uh, But I got a branch shift into electrical engineering. Four years, uh, I actually studied electrical engineering, a lot of math. I grew very passionate about uh, passionate about energy sector and coming from education background, my dad is a teacher Uh, for his entire life. He dedicated his life to teach English to college students. So there was that motivation also after the college. Yeah. Entrepreneurship and education are something which I actively pursued uh, for four years, but uh, mostly in a very small way, in my own way. Uh, then uh, 2016, I realized, okay, I should get into the industry for some experience. Then I found data science to be the new world or new passion. Uh, I did a small cohort based uh, certification and then entered into this field, 17, 18 was there in Bangalore, 18 to 19 I was there in Hyderabad, uh, two small startups. Uh, working directly with CEO, building products and services that was in in data science. Uh, So that was my work. And uh, again, the entrepreneurship bug hit me. I felt like uh, uh, the education thing is calling inside me. And then uh, I resigned my job, uh, started doing it full time right away. Uh, But there has been a time, six months, uh, 2018, January to July, while I was working, I on the weekends, I started teaching people data science course as well. That six months offered me as a buffer to decide whether should I go do this full-time or not. And uh, 2018, July, I started full-time. July 4th is the incorporation date as well. And uh, since then, I was doing this supervisedlearning.com uh, where I teach and mentor people, uh, transition into data science as well as nlp so yeah Great. that's a brief introduction i would say thank you
0: thank you for that that is quite a journey so you said um you graduated in 2016 is it 12 12, 12. 2012 and uh, yeah. uh, from
1: 2012 to 2016 you were you did 4 years Ex- of Experimenting uh, with uh, entrepreneurship itself. Uh, So originally, I uh, did electrical engineering. I published quite a few papers in undergraduate itself. Uh, So right out of my college, I started uh, one venture, uh, which is no longer working. Uh, So the venture, again, it's also into edutech, but then it's more of mentor-mentee connecting platform, uh, especially for undergraduate research. Today, IITs and NITs have incorporated undergraduate research as a part of curriculum. If you look at IITs, IIITs, uh, 4th year, 5th year students are publishing research in 2022. But back in 2012, uh, we didn't have that kind of uh, UNTU or uh, allowing students to publish papers. Uh, So my idea was that, okay, if we can connect PhD students who always are lacking time to experiment the new ideas in their field uh, with undergraduate students. Right. Uh, so both together could work and produce papers. The problem with the academics in those days or even today is uh, uh, lack of qualified experts who can guide people in re- research. Professors right. are very less. Their time is way even more or less. They don't have time to train undergraduate mm-hmm. students in research right so uh, this whole idea was based on uh, that undergraduate research so 6 months of btech theses and we have 7 lakh graduates coming out in india uh, so probably 1 lakh thesis come out every year btech thesis and none of them go into production or there's no tangible outcome for uh, the btech projects it's just uh, going as for the sake of it Right. So that is the motivation. Uh, that's when we started. I experiment a lot of things, but mostly mm. bootstrapped then as well. And then uh, I felt, okay, I'm too young for this, inexperienced for this. Then I left that dream in around 15, 2015 time.
0: Okay. So you tried this from 2012 to 2015, three years. Yes. 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 I did it. Okay. So um, can you share, you know, what are your key learnings from that period, Prithvi? Because it's interesting, right? Twenty twelve, yeah. you graduate, you must have been, what, about 22, 21, 22? 20, I mean? Yes, 21, And yeah. um, you do not uh, join a full-time job. And, yes. you, have, uh, you know, you're trying some stuff on your own for three years. But right. then again, 2018, you're back full-time. Um, yes into, into entrepreneurship. And entrepreneurship. So you, know, you have a five-year gap so what happened yes. in those three years 2012 to 2015 like what happened in the okay. same what made you decide uh during 2015 okay you know what i need to stop this what are your learnings
1: okay first of all i ventured into it without even working a single year for in the corporate or anything so if you have asked me how to map project manage or how to put a task for yourself, how to manage money, how to incorporate a company. Zero. Uh, I started in 2012 with that zero knowledge. Right. Uh, So a lot of fundamentals around the business Uh, I'm not clear with first of all. Mm. And uh, second thing is when I started in 2018, I have some money to put in or I know some skills to monetize, go and monetize on the weekend or something. Right. Uh, but in 2012, I, I, I didn't have something like that right. and uh, uh, yeah, mostly money and uh, having lacking business fundamentals uh, and uh, I, I feel that market then is not ripe for this kind of product. We wanted to do everything online then, 2012, because I'm an NIT graduate, I, I've seen four years of internet in my college, but that's not the case of internet. In 2016 also, we were paying 200 uh, rupees for one GB of mobile data until came. So right. data accessibility and uh, online accessibility. So these are the things which we are quite familiar with now. but back in 2012 uh, if i said to people hey there's a portal there are people 20 people mentors you can go and find your mentor mm. you can pay them hourly uh, and you can choose some project get some real life project so this was something uh, uh, too too uh, early for those days what i feel got it and uh, lack of money also so you should uh, my my takeaway is like you should get started with some basic seed fund from your savings and then pull in from something from family and that's how you get started but uh, Jack one thing I'm really proud of is instead of uh, making a platform I went as a mentor in my own platform I pitched services to students I got two or three students trained mentored and uh, they also published their research they got motivated. They joined research universities, pursued their MS and theses. Uh, I, I still remember them. They still are in touch with me. So as an idea, it worked, but as right. a platform scaling it, uh, making it wider to audience, it, it didn't. So today a lot of platforms are doing that actually.
0: Got it. Mm-hmm. And. Uh... When you decided, you know, you're going to pursue something like this after you graduated in 2012, Uh, you had your family backing you? They were supporting you?
1: Uh, Not really. Uh, Dad was always supportive. Mom was shocked. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, not much, I would say. Uh, Yeah, it's hard. Again, the entrepreneurship bug, I'll come back and say the word today. Today, in 2020, with Shark Tank episodes coming every week, right. uh, probably uh, entrepreneurship has become a norm. 2012 is like a decade ago. It it still was not norm. Zomato was not born. Swiggy was not born. Uber was not born. So it was those days, right? right. So people haven't heard about uh, startups then... Uh, But yeah, I had that uh, ideas coming from I I would especially thank Hari, uh, one of my senior who came from US, started an incubation space in NIT Varangal in those days, motivated people. and uh, V.A. Shastri, one of our alumni who donated money to build an incubation space. Yeah, right. that was the time when, uh, so you can think of as T-Hub of NIT Varangal then. Uh, right. Now, T-Hub the is very famous in Hyderabad. Right. So in those days itself, NIT, alumni Varangal people, I mean, our college has that vision actually to start some entrepreneurship in the college itself. Got it. Great. Yeah.
0: So, uh, what happened after 2015, 2015 to 2018, I'm sure it's quite important because for you to be able yeah. to start in 2018, again, you must have done right. something right between 2015 to 2018.
1: Yeah. So first thing I found, uh, I came into an area, which is very wanting, uh, earlier I was working in electrical engineering, electrical engineering research. Uh, right. From there, I shifted to data science, which is very upcoming where a, Uh, That's first thing. Second thing, I equipped myself with data science skills. Right. And uh, third thing is I went to uh, a product company, worked there for some time. I went to a services company, worked there for some time. Right. I directly reported to two CEOs. And uh, I had the seed fund, which I had uh, wanted always to start my startup. Mm. So I think... uh, checks for all the four marks which is required to start up again <laughs> got it but yeah. um,
0: how did you identify data science Prithvi? because there are c today yeah. you're clear that day you know yes. you might have had 10 things in front of you but how do right. you choose data science okay especially uh, so, having come from <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: From, yes from electrical see i'll tell you uh, coursera first started in 2011 uh, right. with this andrew ng's course uh, right. so in fact uh, when i did research also i was working on optimization algorithms which is something very close to machine learning field actually mm. so when andrew ng's course first uh, enrolled uh, in the nit varangal uh, we all planned as a student club we all planned directly telecasting it live because internet was not available for those many students right So that course became very popular, still the foundational uh, course for AI, even on Coursera. Uh, That's where it started. But uh, during 2012 to 15 break, I didn't uh, realize that machine learning data will go this big actually. Mm. Second thing is in 2015, I came across this one article, uh, not article, uh, a video of a woman TEDx speaker, not about data, but uh, she was talking about uh, false cases and false cases of 498A against men so 498 is uh, harassment of dowry or something Uh, and uh, 498A section and uh, as per that section if a woman goes and complains in a police station Mm -hmm. that man no matter who he is will get arrested husband husband's family even if it's a three years old kid he can be put in jail so wow. that is <laughs> that is the article 498a this woman was talking about how this act was being misused
2: hmm. uh,
1: like uh to uh, to settle the scores or hmm. to get divorce or something right. so it was it was very powerful law uh again uh, against domestic violence Right. so uh, when I saw that, uh, it was literally agitated, I never know about that law first of all, right. uh, literally agitated, then I went and talked to my mom, she said there's one person she knows who have experienced such things, so it's a lot of agitation, now I wanted to know the truth is this woman speaking truth or uh, is this section really that atrocious, is it People using for misleading uh, mm. or like uh, uh, people are using it for that. Then I went to the NCRB website, National Crime Report Bureau website. Okay. They publish uh, a yearly report mm-hmm. in all the IPC 23 sections according uh, criminal sections mm-hmm. under which punishments can be given, uh, how many cases are filed, how many got convicted, how many got uh, released saying that the case is not valid right then i calculated this conviction rates for last 10-15 years conviction rates uh, across each ipc section for example for murder for rape for theft etc now i figured out there are 20 or 21 sections over the years this particular section which is 498a has lowest conviction rate, the average conviction rate was 40%. Uh, this particular section has only conviction rate of 21% hmm. and highest withdrawal rate. So uh, hmm. may, maybe uh, top one or two in terms of withdrawal rate. Right. So I compared it with other sections actually, because across the sections, my assumption is across the sections the conviction rates and withdrawal rates should be similar. Right. Uh, But uh, this is pointing out to the other direction, saying that a lot of cases are getting filed, cases trend is going up, conviction trend is going down, and withdrawal rate is also going up. Mm -hmm. Uh, So these are the evidence I presented and uh, saying that, hey, this article could be being, misused by women against men to settle the scores. You presented so, to whom? Uh, I wrote this article for a website called factly.in. Ah. Uh, so so these are the people. In fact, I talked to them and I said, hey, you should write an article on this. And they were like, okay, uh, get, get the date. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, This whole, uh, you writing this article for faculty, right? So what is yes. that all about? Like, you know, was it part of your data science project? I'll tell you. So, okay. I was not
1: in data science there. Okay. So throughout this, getting PDFs, downloading it, calculating the Excel, uh, putting all the data on Excel, calculating the conviction rates and writing a story. So this was, this was just a random interest for you.
0: You were like watching a random TED talk video. And then you come across this 498A and then you get agitated and then you are just doing it for the uh, social interest. For the entire day,
1: for the entire day, I did this. And okay. then I realized, okay, we need some tools to work around the data. And in fact, that article got published when factly there's a lot of uh, interest came in. Uh-huh. And in fact, I got into a flow. Like I really wanted to do it. I did it. I felt proud of that work. Then Mm -hmm. I realized the work of, and at the same time I was looking for some areas I wanted to get into. Then I had one of my friend who recently transitioned into this field. I went and spoke to him in Hyderabad. How is the work? I talked to him. I researched a bit. So yeah, my past experience with optimization and this work and I tried Python several times also learning Python. Right. And all this mixed up and then I realized, hey, uh, this is the field I want to go in uh,
2: mm-hmm. because
1: I did a background research. And one more thing is I read a book called Freakonomics. Uh, even that. today, uh, yeah, even today, if someone wants to come into data science, I'll ask them, hey, go and read Freakonomics. If you feel like uh, loving that book, loving that kind of analysis, then yeah, Freakonomics writes about uh, data-based facts, analyzing and drawing right. insights from it. Right. So Great. these are the motivations. I figured out I will like this field based on this work, actually. In fact, you can think of a small internship uh, that made me realize. Got it. Uh, yeah. Got it. Great. So, so you
0: said this because I asked you, like, how did you end up in data science? Why did you choose data science? Yes. And uh, you chose because of this particular TED talk that happened to be about 498. A section four ninety eight A, yes. and then you yes. just got involved in it personally. <clears throat> yes. And then while getting involved in it, you felt you needed more tools, and yes. that is uh, you used Excel and all those things. But you know you felt there is something more that I need, and that's how yes. you got into data science. Great. Yes. Yes. Okay. And after that is when you go join a certification course. In course data in data science. Yes. Yes. Okay, great. So how long did it take for you to finish this certification course? Uh,
1: the certification course was a 6 months course. It was completely physical. Uh, okay. Back then, I used to stay at Kodada, uh, uh-huh. my hometown itself. Uh, the course was in Hyderabad. So I used to do up and down for six months. Every day, Friday evening, travel 200 kilometers, attend the classes for two days and go back on Saturday, Sunday evening or Monday Oh, morning. this was a weekend batch? Yes, this was a weekend patch. Yeah. Great. And after yes. this six
0: months is when you get into the jobs.
1: Yeah. After six months, uh, during this cohort itself, uh, the founder of the institute offered me a job come join this institute itself. And okay. uh, after that, I landed up a job in Bangalore as well. Uh, so okay. both happened. So I felt like, anyways, I'm teaching. If I work for this institute again, it would be teaching. So I, let me go and experience the product. So I joined that small startup in Indra Nagar, Bangalore. Right. Uh, so that's how it started. Great, great.
0: So, um, 2015, uh, is when you, you know, get into data science and all this journey, and then yes. you worked until 2018 before you start, yes. right? So yes. you said you started sometime in July 4th is when you incorporated uh, yes. in 2018 so before incorporating on july 4th when was this idea you know when did you before you know everybody when they want to start their own business right they don't start it uh, straight away right it would be a side hustle while they work so how many months of that happened how many months of side hustle happened
1: yeah so uh, 2017 november or december i think december one Hmm. fine day i opened linkedin after a long time Okay. i just wanted to write a post uh, that was my first post right. it was like uh, hey a lot of people i don't remember the post hey, a lot of people would require mentoring to come into the field right so i am looking forward to mentor a few people who mm-hmm. want to come into this field okay into data science got it my thought was like i'll find one or two people i'll try to mentor help them out right. this is out of uh, a boringness from the regular work, I wanted to have a side hustle, didn't plan for it. Uh, Just thought how it would work, I put a post. That post went viral. this Uh was uh, a free thing that you offered or a paid thing that you offered? I didn't figure it out whether I should do paid or free. I just said I'll mentor people (laughs) and Uh in my mind, in my mind, I wanted to do free only. I didn't want to charge anyone. Then, because I'm in a full-time job, it, it had had 400 likes, uh, almost 100 people responded. Uh, it took me three, four or five days to uh, manually reply to everyone. <laughs> and uh, then I said like, okay, let's talk on a call and I arranged a Hangouts meeting, I guess. Right. Uh, I didn't know Hangouts meeting has a limit and people started responding on one weekend. Hey, Prudvi, we can't join the session. And that's when I reached out to Deepak. Uh, hey, Deepak, uh, I kept the post. Uh, this went viral. Uh, by then, I know Deepak uh, and your team is building something for Edutech. But I interacted uh, from 2016 through Abhiram as well.
0: Abiram is uh, also introduced to...
1: Yes. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, By then, I was talking with Deepak itself. So uh, Deepak quickly said, okay, uh, we'll onboard you. You can use the platform. And uh, by January, uh, during this one month, what happened is what I planned to do mentoring. Mm -hmm. But everyone were like, Pridvi, we want classes. We don't need mentoring. Uh, Only mentoring will not work kind of response. Right. Okay, and that's where I thought, okay, anyways, I'm interested in teaching, Uh, let's uh, start classes. And uh, I started weekend classes. January, we started the first batch with five people. Mm -hmm. And that went up to May, I guess, yeah. That was your first cohort? Yes, that was was my first cohort. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: So, uh, this was the side hustle uh, I kept on doing. Uh, and uh, one more motivation I had was like uh, I I always wanted this high side hustle and keep learning because I felt education training people is a way for mentor also to learn. So Got it. That's one more motivation. Got it. And uh, these
0: uh, five students were paid. Think that yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, from mentoring when I shifted to live classes, uh, it was like, okay, we'll do the paid thing itself. Yeah, instead of unpaid because unpaid uh, doesn't work because there are platform charges and all. Right. Uh, I'm also spending
0: time. Yeah, you're spending your time. It's only fair. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you got all your students through one LinkedIn post, correct? Yeah. Nothing yeah. else. <laughs> Nothing
1: else great so that's about- <laughs> i'll tell you i'll tell you uh, uh there was this one student called siddharth right. uh, he's the first student as well uh okay. at one point of time i said hey this is overwhelming me uh november december i'll not do any mentoring i'll not do teaching i dropped out uh almost Okay. But Siddharth was the student who persuaded me, prithvi you said in the call, you will take classes. I love your teaching. I can. I, I got a connect with you. You should start, you should start, etc. So, right. uh, yeah, that's how uh, it started. <laughs> in fact, uh, due to pure follow-up of Siddharth for three or four times, uh, one of the factors I took to start the cohort. Got it. And um, I think
0: from whatever you've said, you did not need much of a money to start off with, right? No capital requirement. Or I think the only money that you would have spent was for the online platform that you needed to carry out the teaching. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So a couple of things, right? When you start off Mm -hmm. something like this, see, you start telling, you think that you'll just mentor two people, but then that becomes a viral post and then people are asking you to take classes and then you decide, okay, I'm going to start off with five students. Now tell me, there is a lot of decisions that needs to be made before you start, right? So many aspects. Right. One is yes. uh, how much to charge, whether you're going to yeah. do weekdays or weekends, how much time right. is needed, and what is right. the curriculum? Are you right. going to create materials or is everything going to be live class? And, you know, right. the projects. Can you right. walk me through this entire process? You know, how did you crack this? Did you have a co-founder or were you a solopreneur? Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, again, uh, I had some class, uh, no co-founder or solo uh, uh, I'm one. solopreneur all throughout, at least during right. that time. Mm-hmm. Uh and second thing is uh curriculum I was aware of because see one more thing, Jag, I wanted to tell you is right. by then it was almost one and a half year in data science. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And second thing is I personally went through a cohort. Uh, And uh, I know that cohort did not really help me. When I went into industry, industry was very rough. I had to learn Mm -hmm. things, Mm -hmm. learn things right on the go. Simple example is my cohort was completely based on R. And my Bangalore startup uh, colleagues were laughing. Oh, you're going to code in R? No, get out of here kind of thing. I I had to shift into Python within Mm -hmm. a day. Hmm. <laughs> within <Yeah>. a day <laughs> so that's the, so there are a lot of learnings uh, on how a real cohort or real education and data science should be um, uh, which i assimilated dur- during my one and a half years of or two years of work at industry so prithvi uh
0: sorry to stop you you're saying that the six months of certification course that you did over the weekends didn't really
1: help you out as much as it should have Yes, to be honest, looking Uh, at the hindsight, yes. Uh, But uh, at the same time, it didn't see. If I don't have that, I wouldn't have been here. It laid a foundation. Uh, It made things easier uh, to understand. Uh, But but much of the journey, learning as well. Lot, a lot of self-learning afterwards. That's Uh, why I felt like uh, okay, we should have it. See, let's say ten percent is what I learned. For the, if okay. industry read hundred percent, I learned we 10% in okay. so the cohort. so can we say
0: for people who are listening, you know, I mean, not only yeah. data science, right? People who yeah. are in a transition phase. So transition. if there are some courses like what you attended, if there are courses like yeah. that, is it right. good to not have great expectations, to but to just consider these courses as just a stepping stone, but then you will still have to do the 90% of thing yourself, right?
1: Yes, yes, I would, I would gladly say that even today when I subscribe to new courses, also I'll keep that in mind eh? because uh, a lot has to be self-learned sometimes, mm. uh, right. and uh, you go into exp- you go into a course with a lot of expectation that doesn't work out, uh, right. then uh, it might be a problem. Uh, there it. is one part with the economic side, uh, the cost of the course side also, hmm. if the Uh, There should be, again, it is an Indian mindset. Uh, People expect a lot of value from what they put in the money. Uh, I'm not answering that side of the question. Uh, But if you are saying that a lot of the courses will not provide 100%, will never be able to provide 100%.
0: Got it. So, okay, going back to your experience, right? We were talking about your whole decision process and then you said that you you learned from R. But then you have to yes. switch to Python. Switch to Python. Yeah. yeah
1: so, so a lot of these learnings helped me in designing the curriculum. So curriculum was uh, sorted. So right. curriculum is just a two days of time sitting then uh, live or self-paced I think uh, I remember having uh, had a discussion with Deepak also and coming from a teacher's family we never uh, go to uh, self-paced even today I'm not uh, I'm not very comfortable self-paced and given that I'm mentoring uh, I I can't exert influence through self-paced correct so so that is sorted Uh, business wise it was only extra income so I didn't do in fact if even today I didn't do a lot of workout around pricing get an expert see what is market charging I didn't do the pricing analysis till my nine batches or ten batches Uh, so I I only thought okay I had two or three bulk point figures with about the industry going I know what is my value add okay this will be reasonable amount that's what I had in mind and I charged it that. So that's how it went. So most of the decisions, uh, I curriculum and academic, I could take it on my own. Rest all the decisions, uh, took some decisions and made it work. Yeah.
2: So uh, that's yeah, how yeah, it took went. Took some decisions,
1: yeah. made some decisions and made the decision work
0: sometimes you don't do the make the right decisions you take decisions and then make it right great have to yeah Uh, okay but um when you were you know let's say for example um, Mm. deciding on the pricing did you consider did you want to consciously be lesser than all the competitors or
1: like you know the big players uh okay uh yes i i wanted to be uh, but I had my calculation in mind uh, because, see, any Edutech product is uh, has a marketing and sales cost to it. Right. I thought I will get my students organically hmm. and pass out that marketing and sales cost to the student. Students. Uh, right. students. So basically, because this isn't completely designed organically, I don't want right. to charge them uh, likewise. So that is the only thing and uh, to the value I provide, uh, I would say I'm charging the premium only uh, and never has been my intention. Okay, to get more students, let's charge less kind of uh, mm. thought. Uh, so it's, it's not like uh, if, you, if you ask me, Prithi, do you want to sell an iPhone or Xiaomi uh, 10K phone or Mi 10K phone? i would say i want to be an iphone only even today right. i want to be an iphone uh, i want right. to give that premium quality yeah. yeah quality yeah
0: got it got it so um at the so at the point you know when you started off for the first time obviously you know <laughs> you had challenges in terms of making decisions right but uh, after you started because it was your first batch did things right. uh, really pan out the way you planned or were there a lot of challenges you faced and on the go changes were made or on the go okay
1: okay uh yeah definitely uh adjustments have had to be made hmm. uh type of delivery hmm. uh, like uh, uh, more hands-on rather than theory hmm. trying to make it more engaged Uh, Flexibility with the timings half an hour, one hour like that for the students. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Slight changes in curriculum also add some topics, remove some topics, uh, adding more assignments or less assignments. Yeah, So these are the things which I had to uh, make changes. Uh, But uh, one thing I didn't anticipate was I was expecting all the five students will be there until the last class. Uh, but that turned out otherwise though so i didn't have this completion rate concept in mind then so uh, uh right yeah so that was one so what was the completion uh, rate of your, of your first and uh, two students completed it that's it <laughs> out of five okay so what happened what happened uh, uh i think uh, most of them were working. Uh, so they had their right. own applications and uh, they dropped out. Uh, some of them came in next batches actually. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, they couldn't give that's... the time. Yes,
0: yes okay. but uh, the fees were collected up front.
2: Yeah, yeah the fees was collected up
0: front, yes. yeah so, no obviously right because um, I mean them completing is definitely you know not in your control. There's only so much that you can control. Because you're yes, committing yes. Uh, for the entire time. And, for, uh, uh, for the entire, for the, yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. And there was considerable ma- uh, mentoring component to it also. I said like I'll assist right. them on the weekdays. I was available on the call. There right. was a Slack channel. They can communicate with me directly. Uh, mm-hmm. Their ass- assignments were evaluated any personal request like resume review has to be accommodated so yeah we keep these things mm. in mind A lot right? of things so apart from the lot of things. things right yeah and uh, the problem is the dropouts mostly happened at 60 percent 70 percent after the live class delivery got it uh maybe 50 percent below if they have happened at 20 percent 15 percent of the time at least We can think of it, but uh, even today I observe the scene. The dropouts happen at 40%, 50% of completion. Hmm.
0: Okay. And this is because they realize, you know, they are not able to pick up the subject at that point or is it because they are not able to put in that much amount of time and effort? Uh,
1: I believe this basically because uh, uh, you will get something if you badly want it only in today's world.
0: Right. Uh, the desire. Uh, the drive. To... That that
1: drive and all. Uh, even today I tell this example uh, Jack, to a lot of people, right. uh, a, a deer runs for life, a tiger runs for lunch. Okay. I mean a deer and tiger are chasing, tiger is chasing deer, right. deer is running for life, tiger is running for lunch. Hmm. So who will win? most likely it would be deer uh, which can escape because it's running for life okay uh, not the uh... tiger Okay. okay, tiger is hunting, you but mean it's to say it,
0: that deer's intention of escaping is way higher than tiger's intention of catching the deer
1: because tiger yes. is not at the
0: risk of losing its life, but deer is the yes. risk of losing. That's what you mean to say. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, uh, when, uh, often in sales calls, uh, people ask me, Prasoya, will I be able to make the transition? Then my answer is always this thing. Are you running like a deer or are you running like a tiger? (laughs) Tiger. Okay. So I I use this concept also because a lot of them are working. They have family responsibilities. They have work, professional responsibilities, etc. Right. Uh, So you're in a position of tiger. You just need a lunch. You don't need a life now. (laughs) So... If you need a life, then data science is for you because uh, that's the amount of time you have to put for career transitions, at least in this field. Hmm. Got it.
0: So you said that, you know, when you got this five students, you were still working, right? And then you only did it during the weekend. Now you would have, you know, planned. Okay, look, you know what? I'm working also. Weekdays, I can only do so much. Weekends is when I'm going to spend the time. Now, tell me if you estimated a certain amount of time before starting. Right. How much was it true? You know, did it really go beyond, above and beyond the number of hours you Mm -hmm. planned? Did it also spill over to the weekdays? How did you manage? Uh,
1: Definitely. See, first of all, uh, I didn't plan. I know my work would get really hectic. Mm -hmm. uh, But definitely, it was more than expectation. uh, Mm -hmm. The time or preparing the slides from Mm -hmm. the scratch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely, it's more. It did spill into into my personal life, my professional life also. Luckily, I could manage Mm. uh, because I had this habit of uh, deep focus, deep work, staying away from the distractions. And I'm prepared for it. So, like, Chalo, we'll do it and all. Yeah. Okay. So, and one more thing is superviselearning.com is a premium domain. Very premium domain. Mm. I had to put entire money which I got from this batch just to buy that domain. How much was that? It was. <laughs> 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 uh, I said right. I charged fifty thousand for each student. So two, 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 uh,
0: close to two five, lakhs? Six, two, two
1: lakhs. Uh, not two hundred lakhs. I mean, all the students didn't pay full amount. Uh, okay. One to one point five lakh. Wow! Uh, you spent so much for the domain. Just for the domain, and uh, Jake, I, I'll tell you, sitting in the office one day, I thought, okay, I think it was February I, am, I when I made the decision to, uh, to uh, do the training and to want to make it full time. I made that decision. I'm looking for a name. Uh, supervised learning is a premium type of machine learning. W- one of the machine learning algorithms. Ah. At the same time, it is like mentor-based learning meaning also. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, so it's,
0: it's also a generic meaning. But later I realized yeah. that it has also got to do something specific to machine learning.
1: Right. Machine learning and uh, supervisedlearning.com. How the hell did this website no one buy? And I searched for it. Uh, I was in the office, 12 o'clock. Uh, I was sitting right in front of my boss. My boss table is there. 12 o'clock afternoon? Yes. Okay. And I found the domain. I got uh, connected to this GoDaddy executive. The executive knew that I was buying. So I was like, hey, uh, stay hold on to this line. She was like, no, sir, don't worry. Uh, This is a premium domain. I'll stay connected. Don't worry. (laughs) And I swiped three credit cards uh, and I made that purchase on that day. Till today, it remains one of the best decisions I would say to choose that domain. Uh, so yeah. you did not consult with
0: anybody before do before going ahead and buying that. No domain. No. No.
1: I searched. It was available. I made a call.
0: <laughs> Great. And uh, this was this was when when you were mentoring these five students, is it?
1: Yes, it was February or March of 2018.
0: Okay, so you hadn't uh, called your uh, venture Supervised Learning before that? No. Ah, interesting. Great. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. I never imagined because, uh, <laughs> you know, usually the the uh, most commonly said is, you know, your domain doesn't matter. I mean, why do you want to, you need to save the money uh, in these uh you know, areas of the business, right? But then you've gone ahead and made a pretty hefty investment for somebody. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. So so first thing is, uh, I said like, hey, that money is not mine. Uh, That money came from a LinkedIn post. I'm already working Monday to Friday salary is there. This is some extra money I'm making. I want to buy something worthwhile. Right. So... Yeah, I mean, I had this penchant for good domains from long back, not just now, of ah, course. <laughs> yeah, so uh,
0: wait, now, uh, this is something that striking my head. Were you approached, uh, after you bought by other people? Uh, were people wanting to buy it from you for a higher
1: price? Uh, I was approached, uh, definitely for a higher price, of course. Uh, okay. they didn't show tell me the price, but. I got emails, actually, and I got a lot of data scientists asking me, Prithvi, how the hell did you get this domain? (laughs) Yeah, because they know the value of it. Uh, Even uh, from my cohort where I educated, uh, where I got through, the mentor who taught me one day came into my office. How the hell did you get this domain? <laughs> I was like, okay, I searched for it. I, I it was there. I got some money. I got some guts. I got more guts than money to buy it. That's yeah.
0: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, because it's it is such a invisible thing, right?
2: Wait, hey, yes. where
0: did your money go? Oh, I bought a domain. Where is that? That domain. is somewhere. You know, I don't know where is it. It's there. If you go and type it on the internet, it just open up. So what you do with it is what matters more than just having it, right? So great yes and yes. Uh, Pratih, coming back to your uh five student batch that you started off right your yeah. first cohort now tell mm. me what was the combination like uh, i know that you are naturally inclined not towards self-paced courses and you were into live classes right right but right. um did you t- kind of you know mix and match the combination of live classes and self-paced courses to save time, to make it more efficient. What was the split like and how did you arrive at the decision? Uh,
1: zero, uh, zero self-paced part. Uh, even today, uh, even today oh, we okay. do 100% live, uh, nothing self-paced. Okay. But yes, uh, there were thoughts uh, from day one but Prithvi, Uh Sorry
0: uh, to stop you. Yeah. Sorry to
1: stop you.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I I think at this point, it's important to know what is Mm -hmm. your definition of self-paced learning and what is your definition of live classes? What is included in self-paced and what is included in live live mentoring?
1: Okay. Live classes means a trainer coming online uh, Mm -hmm. and teaching. When I say online, it's like a Zoom or Google Meet where in-person, instructor-led classes, that's called live. And self-paced is, instructor sometime back, he recorded and they put it, student Mm. can open anytime and uh, complete them. So the best example is, you you think Udemy as a self-paced. Most of the courses on Udemy, Coursera are Mm, self-paced. We are completely, 100% live.
0: Yeah. 100% live. So, but um, you would have the uh students do assignments and do projects and yes. it, right? apart from your yes licensing. yes yes mm-hmm. yes that that's
2: the premise.
0: okay and what would those uh, entail you know let's say for example a capstone project or you know yeah uh some sort of you know would you ask them you know what here is a resource i want you to go learn this and come back would you do
1: that uh yes uh, we do that in an indirect way so we have quizzes uh, some of the quizzes will include topics which are not talked in the classes so oh. i allow them to go and research and uh, problems also we ask students to solve some problem using python some hmm. some problems using hand hands hand method pen and paper method also so all of them would have at least 30% of 40% of uh, topics which they have to go ahead and read again which is not there in the classes also so that's how right. I make them uh, learn beyond the class. Mm. Got it. And uh, what what were the
0: timings like on Saturdays, Sundays, the classes? Uh, it was uh, I think it was uh, nine to twelve. I
1: guess yeah, nine morning, to twelve right. in the morning.
0: Yeah, was on Saturday. Yeah, was on Sunday. Yes. Yes. Got it. Great. Okay. So, uh, Prithvi, now what next? You know, you finished five students. Do you start yeah. another batch in the middle of those? in the you know in the middle of that cohort or you waited for it to finish how did you proceed from there? i
1: yeah, yeah basically i waited for them to finish itself and okay. uh, i think uh, from there onwards i made a decision to pursue this full-time full-time you uh, had to quit the job full-time and uh, one more aspect here is i wanted to pursue a part-time masters plus phd let's say part-time phd at uh, IIIT hyderabad Hmm. Uh, so, one of the reasons for pursuing this full-time is also, uh, I can pursue my PhD part-time and do this uh, educational thing part-time, hmm. like 50-50% of the time. Hmm. That was the motivation. And then I said like, uh, so for example, if you work six days a week, three, ways, three days I'll do PhD, three days I'll put supervisor. That was the decision I took. And I resigned my job in 2018, July. Uh, and uh, then I started full-time. And uh, that's how my journey at IIIT Hyderabad also started. Uh, but of course, uh, after the startup took off, uh, by 2019, one year into the master's program uh, in a part-time fashion, I, uh, the Spoiled was growing so big. And time I required at this company was requiring more and I'm enjoying this process more so I kept that masters aside for quite some time after one year Mm. okay got it you did not pursue masters from there yeah uh, I I kept it on hold actually I can go back and do it at at any time as well no 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 I just asked because you know that that your supervised learning was
0: a great success right because yes uh, yes. that's how I see it so Prithvi, tell me you were probably Mm. you know everybody may not be able to pull it off the way you did. You know, you got some revenue and then, you right. know, that would have obviously given you some confidence uh, to quit your job. And uh, right. I'm sure, you know, when you started the second uh, batch itself, you wouldn't have missed the uh, money aspect from your job. You might have made up for right. it with supervised learning from the first yeah. month onwards. Yes. But... Um, So, but did you have any apprehensions? Were you, were you having any doubts? Yes. And how did you, you thought, okay, you know what, this is a gamble. I'm going to go for a gamble. Or did you have any method to the madness? Uh,
1: No, uh, there there has been a lot of apprehension, Uh a lot of stress as well. Uh, uh, At one point of time, I think uh, four months into starting supervised, uh, I prepared my mind to go and ask my roommate to pay the rent. Uh, we were in a, a sharing apartment. I, I prepared my mind and my he's a very close friend. He's like, he loves entrepreneurs. He's like, Chalo, uh, I'll pay for next three months. Go and do what you want. Wow. So, uh, right. I mean, uh, he, he's that sort of personality. I didn't ask actually. So uh, that was the kind of stress right. I went through uh because there's no guarantee that second batch will have five students right and there's no guarantee everyone right. will pay also and uh, as expected the second batch has only three conversions by the way uh so okay. that uh, that's uh, uh, that's happened after i resigned and uh, costs were mounting and then uh, then then i thought like i'll go as a consultant help other edutechs who want to start up and uh, or take up some classes in the evening or something like that. Okay. Uh, So that's to generate extra revenue Mm. uh, to to help me float and to get invested in supervised. Uh, Got it. So that was the plan
0: actually. So you didn't really you know take off the way you thought you might. You only got three conversions. And then you were yeah. saying that you had to go and work for other academies and teach to make some extra yes. money. You had to do, okay, all these things. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. At any point, did you, you know, just backtrack and think, Oh, did I make a mistake? Should I not have quit the job? All those thoughts. They, those things. Uh,
1: I, I never had that. Uh, uh, see, I had regrets. I worried about uh, how to get the cash flows. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but I, I personally enjoyed it. I never had the thought, to, should I go back to the job? I, I was always like, ah, uh, can someone come and give me work for two days as a data scientist, please? Can someone come and give me work for three days as a data scientist? The other three days I have for my startup. So that was the thought. So uh, uh. So uh, I was like 20%, 30% le- making less than what I need, actually. Maybe 50%. And by the way, all this was happening uh, uh, when my dad could fund me. I can go, dad, this is the situation, give me some money. Uh, Or I could ask my friends. I'm the youngest in the family. uh, So I had eight brothers who are working, uh, cousins, Abiram being one of them. So I could could ask any one of them, hey, uh, can you help me out? Uh, I I didn't still touch upon friends and family, uh, but I know back in mind, I have their support. You Uh, have that cushion, but you didn't. I have that cushion. I didn't. uh, So you call it ego or self-respect, but I had this. Okay. I had to stand on my own. I'm not going to ask anyone help of money. (laughs) Right.
0: So, Prithvi, you said you know you you had made only three conversions as opposed to right. as compared to five in your first batch. So, right. how did those three conversions happen? Same LinkedIn post itself,
1: or it was yeah same LinkedIn the po- uh, no 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 same LinkedIn po- post itself. Uh, uh, in fact, I started loving LinkedIn the kind of uh, uh, platform it is, the kind of way you can demonstrate your knowledge, especially the text posts were going viral. No, no, not many creators there. Not many data scientists who can add some real value. So that's how right. it went. I mean, I started posting actively. I really loved it. In fact, I I okay. had uh, uh, my marketing. I mean, the startup in uh, I worked at a company called Perceptive Analytics. The company CEO right. as well as the marketing expert both still appreciate me. How the way I grew LinkedIn actually, so yeah. Uh, from the LinkedIn, okay. the lead started flowing. There's no other way, and a few referrals from old friends actually, old friends. By then, uh, I communicated to all my NID friends, uh, school friends. Hey, I'm doing trainings. Uh, if you know someone who need help, please refer, etc.
0: Yeah. Okay, but looking back, right. Mm. Would you do anything in addition to just promoting on LinkedIn alone? Or would you have uh, still
1: stuck to LinkedIn only? Uh, I would have spent a little more time on any other platform, like, uh, like? perhaps YouTube, perhaps YouTube uh, or okay. uh, uh, i think my personal aversion against the self paced uh, hit the marketing ability uh, because mm-hmm. i wouldn't i i would always refuse hey i would don't want to record i'll go live uh, right. kind of person so yeah i think uh, looking back yeah some more channels would have really helped uh, that's what mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got it but but it is always uh, your time is limited, Jag. Today, if you, if uh, I had spent more time on YouTube, right. maybe I would not have been so proud about the content we developed.
2: Right.
1: Today, the content we developed is at a place where even 3 lakhs per, co- per student courses couldn't develop such good quality content, right. academic-wise. So yeah, I spent a lot of time there. That is the only thing. So, by content, you
0: mean to say, see, you're not doing self-paced courses, right? Uh, Uh, But at least you, you yeah.
1: Uh, At least what goes into live also, because there are a lot of tutorials, Mm -hmm. Jupyter notebooks, Mm -hmm. uh, the slides, assignment questions, Uh, questions ka solutions, quizzes, quizzes ka solutions. So all this uh, uh, academic material, uh, Right. right, right, are are. Uh, And even after the course, we give uh, some self-paced content as well. After the course, not before the course. Got it. Uh, So when you say we, uh, you started uh, hiring people for your team, is it? Yes, yes. Uh, I had to. I think uh, uh, by 2019, uh, 18 July, August, I started 2019. February, I had uh, hired uh, to, February, um, March, I guess. March is when I hired uh, two interns. Uh, right. Both of them were first my students or mentors through LinkedIn. And they were looking hmm. for some work. I, I was looking for some help, actually. Somebody, right. And right. I figured out, like, if you are a one person, you will never scale. So let's get, uh, hire a team and let's start building something. Uh, I think that's the, the yeah. 2019 march onwards we had employees two interns and me yeah great so you say that you know
0: 2018 july you only have three students and then 2019 yes. february you hire so what happened in that i mean in that seven six, uh five.
1: yeah i i think it's it's just a shift of uh, one thing is shift of mindset uh, okay. so when i started tapping uh, the consulting market, uh, a lot of people were willing to pay for my services. That's one thing. Second thing is, uh, uh, I think uh, I got one opportunity to teach on Saturday, Sundays itself. Uh, right. I think it was in December 2018. Okay. It was paying a good money, but it's a physical classroom. Okay. Uh, 9 to uh, 6 actually, 9 to 4, not 6. 9 to 4. Morning 9 to 4. Almost 6 hours of teaching. 7 hours. hours of teaching. Let's remove the break. And uh, 6 hours of teaching. It was from a good institute. Good money. Um, But Mm -hmm. the only problem is I cannot take any batches for supervised. So I said like, okay. uh, I. Is that because of the time constraint? Or uh, you had to sign some exclusivity contract? No, no. Not exclusive. Time constraint of late. Time constraint. Time, time constraint, but still I went and started a batch, uh, which is batch four, uh, from five o'clock to seven thirty is the batch. That's the first batch wow. I took so in the evening. nine evenings. to four,
0: you finish that, and immediately you start another batch from five to seven
1: thirty. Wow! And uh, this is in a pl- different place than my uh, the institute sitting place institute. So I had to travel. From four o'clock to seven thirty, jug. It was worth it. I would, I, I still remember teaching uh, at seven o'clock or six thirty. My voice used to go blurred sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a very hard time. Uh, I could hardly sleep also sometimes on those days, but it was definitely worth because it. Of it. Because or was not it because only. Of- it, I could afford to employ as Jag. If I do that for four or five months, uh, ah, I can wipe. Exactly. I I can start doing supervised batches myself. Yes, got, right? it, got, it, got it. You were building a fund uh, for supervised learning by doing. Yeah, you. I was building a fund. Uh, yeah, it, it was definitely. Even today, I'll, uh, I go and I taught at nine hours a day almost. So, feel proud of it. Monday, see Monday to Friday, anyways, rest like go sleep, go to a mall, uh, no worries. Okay, yeah. so yours
0: is mainly weekends. Supervised so learning runs on weekends only. Weekends only, because on the
1: weekdays you don't have a lot of batches. Yeah, people are no, no... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Great. So, okay, fine. Uh, 2018 uh, before you quit the job you teach five people two people complete and then 2018 second batch three people all three people completed was the course completion 100% yeah yeah
2: yeah then it
0: was good Uh, okay and uh, what is the duration of your batch typically
1: uh, it was generally five months to six
0: months Five months six months and uh yeah. while you started the second batch did you
1: start another one during the middle of the second batch or did you wait for uh, the no, batch? no 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 it was always uh, so morning batches only i used to take uh so i had to wait till this batch completes i didn't right. run parallel batches then yeah. so when you say
0: 2019 mm-hmm. uh you hired from the third batch right. onwards you had employees or people to work with you
1: as uh, uh so there was no third third batch just like uh, there is no, I guess, Windows nine. There was no third batch. I said batch four. <laughs> so what is that? I don't uh, know. can you elaborate a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. So after batch two, I I I took a outside consultant. Uh, as a consultant, I went to other institute and trained them, right? So I treated myself like, okay, this is the third batch, ah. let it be third batch. Okay. And when I started for Supervised again, I he said, okay, let's call this batch four. That's it. <laughs> so when did batch four start? Uh, batch four was, I think, uh, February of 2019. 2019. Mm. Okay. February, same, uh, Did you Did you change your marketing approach or was it only LinkedIn? No, it was LinkedIn. <laughs> It was LinkedIn, okay. uh, but by then a lot of referrals were coming in check actually. My friends, family, mm. uh, they were giving uh, in fact, uh, batch four, I remember uh, we had done almost uh, fifteen conversions, 10 or fifteen wow. conversions. Wow, thats that's yeah. quite a jump. Uh, quite a jump. Uh, but uh, many of them at a discounted price, etc. That's the only that's, batch yeah, we still, reduced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: Okay. But still, you know, 15 is a very healthy number for you also. That's very healthy so number. Yes. 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 Okay. Got it. And um, so what
1: happened from there? Like, you know, 15 and then what next? Uh, 15, and then uh, I stopped uh, uh, as my predictions went. I got my fund, uh, 15, 15 conversions. Then I got some revenue for this uh, interns also. So when you're talking uh, about funding, the, these these are not external funding, friends, family. These are funding that you earned yourself. Revenue. You this, I would say revenue. Revenue. Right. So right. from this revenue, I grew confident. And uh, I said, uh, we started batch 5. The first batch on weekdays actually, Uh, for the first time I said in the morning I'll teach Tuesdays and Fridays morning. Uh, That's when I started batch five. Uh, And by then I'm also, uh, I was thinking of uh, getting into another uh, kind of uh, uh, course, which is called NLP 100 hours course, natural language processing. So the fundamental idea is uh, we wanted to train all. So the data science market has a lot of beginner courses, no intermediate or advanced courses. I wanted to be the first person to get into the advanced courses segment where already who are data scientists will come and learn with me. Uh, So that is the idea. So we started the NLP 100 hours course uh, that was in mid of... uh, by, by the time of launch, uh, yeah, it was mid of March or April of 2019.
0: Got it. This one, this yeah. was like what, uh, how many, uh, what, what was the duration of this and what was the... Uh,
2: this,
1: this, this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this fees was very, uh, a bit less. We started it as one pies per second uh, batch, one pie, 100 hours course. So it's like uh, 3000 rupees. Uh, so, 3600 seconds basically. So, 3600 rupees is the course cost. And remember, this was a live class and uh, it was an advanced course. No one in India still has this course. But how is it, Pradeep? You said 100 hours, right? Right, yeah. 100 hours is uh, 60, uh, 60. 3600 seconds. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I think uh, I charged it uh, 1 million. rupee per minute. 1 rupee per minute. Nah,
0: okay 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 600 minutes into 60 okay got it got it got it yeah okay,
2: mm. okay. but so i thought you know uh,
0: uh, the reason i asked you how much you charged was because this you said is an advanced course right so i thought probably you know you would yes. charge more uh
1: see the problem what i felt is uh, see the, P, the P target audience are data scientists already uh so i wanted to build a community of data scientists first thing and second thing is uh uh, they would have figured it out uh, already. See, uh, they would have figured it out, this kind of NLP knowledge. People will pay for one course in this, maximum two courses. Got but uh, you can't expect a two-year data scientist to pay for an NLP because He'll be like, got hey, you, I'll take you. a textbook and learn it, something like that. And uh, uh, again, uh, we thought like, uh, again, my thought was like, I would go and tell all these data scientists, this is how we teach. If you want to refer anyone, please refer us to end-to-end data science course. So think of end-to-end mm-hmm. data science as our profitable business and LPs as uh, a funnel, which we are building basically, but this is for advanced users. Why for advanced users? Because in the market, if you are going to ask anyone who is the best institute in data science, who will you ask? You'll ask the data scientist, right? So if they can endorse us, uh, we'll be really good. That is the idea. Ah,
0: that's how you, yeah, I was, I, I was a little confused because, you know, uh, how can you get, uh, how, how can you make an advanced course a funnel for some of your basic course? But your idea was that if people are going to go ask the data scientist, they're going to like refer you back and then that's how it's going to be. And I'm sorry, I'm still stuck in that uh, calculation part a little bit. 100 hours. Okay. uh, Yeah, yeah. So So, so per per minute you charge 1 rupee, I think.
1: Yes, per minute we Ah, charge 1 rupee. Because per second, no, it would have been... Per second, second, it will be very high. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you basically uh, in that 100 hours, uh, 40 hours was self-paced. 60 hours was live. So I was just saying 60 hours live, uh, 60 minutes. 16 to 16, 3600 right. and uh, 3600 rupees. Uh, so that's how it came calculation. What was the So it was the per round? minute. Uh, that strength we couldn't control. We got 100 people enrolling for that. Wow.
2: Okay.
1: That, that is- <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, we didn't make a lot of revenue, but even today I am very happy with the NLP course. Okay. And the the kind of uh, challenge is also huge. The expectation hmm. was huge. Hmm. Uh, the things were huge. But yeah, I think I'm still happy with that NLP course. I, I can proudly tell you there is no single edutech who is de- doing hundred hours of NLP. Okay. Even today. <laughs> You mean so, to say
0: that uh, there are people who take more than 100 hours or people don't do do not have content for 100 hours? They, they don't
1: have 20 hours of content ah, also. That's great. Okay.
0: Right. So, mm. so this is something, right? Now, I just want to get back to you about the <clears throat> logic yeah. behind. You know, you were doing a 15-member batch of five months of data science course, right? Which definitely right. seems more profitable to you. Right. But then... You also planned to do this NLP 100 hours. Now, was, right. this, was this a marketing
1: move mostly? Uh, the pricing was a marketing move, I would say. Mm. Uh, and second thing is, uh, uh, yeah, uh, so basically, I didn't feel like charging more. I, I didn't think too much into marketing also
0: have The reason I'm asking you it like this is because mm. Mm. Uh, you, you are already, you know, you're doing something that's been successful 15 people. Yeah. My question is right. why this NLP and then when you said whatever you said, I'm assuming, yeah. am I right in assuming that you thought, okay, you know what, we need to grow our uh, flagship course, which is data science. So, did you see this NLP as one of the methods to grow bigger in that thing? Did you see it as that or it accidentally happened? It
1: accidentally happened, first Uh, thing.
2: Uh,
1: And second thing is uh, the vision I had. In fact, uh, supervised learning as a machine learning term, I used it because uh, in 2018 itself, I saw a huge number of institutes doing data science training. I thought like, and my my knowledge is also coming from. Hey, I completed a basic cohort, ten percent, and I am, came into industry. I had to figure out this ninety percent. Mm-hmm. So the fundamental idea was, uh, why can't we start a courses for people who graduate from Great Learning Upgrad? So all my competitors, people mm-hmm. whoever make a career transition, should come to me and uh-huh. learn extra. Things in data science. So, I wanted to play supervised learning there. That was the first thought. Uh, the idea of NLP 100 hours being affordable is also the same thought. All these big players didn't have NLP, is it? No. Wow. Even today, they don't have. Even today, they don't have.
0: Okay. Any, any reason for that? Not that there is no demand for
1: that, right? Uh, there is demand, but uh, market is too fragmented. And... Mm. Uh, and uh, I I don't think, see who will take an LP course? Uh, People who completed a data scientist journey itself will take an LP course. Hmm. Now they already burnt their pockets with this expensive fee, they already had this edutex. I don't know whether this edutex will have returning customers or not. (laughs) i mean i'm talking about premium edutex no it's
0: interesting uh, not ever... about this because this itself can be a huge topic for us to discuss i'm definitely going to come back to this <laughs> sure. uh, but you know what <laughs> um, i want to you know complete this one uh, storyline right because we are right. now at 2019 second half that is very right, right. right yeah, um, yeah, yeah and yeah. then you complete your nlp now, the NLP assisted yes. here is now tell me something mm. 2019 let's right. say you finish your NLP and then you know 2020 yeah. probably you would have had plans the pandemic hits in march so Right, right right what happens here? i'll
1: i'll tell you by september uh, jag we were doing almost 10 lakhs a month transactions
0: 2019 yeah great
1: okay batch so that NLP batch starting and uh, uh that boosting uh the con- team by then 2019 september i had four people we were publishing use cases right. uh our data science batches were going with a lot of enrollments batch 6 came up with 30 enrollments batch 7 came up with 45 enrollments batch wow. 7 was okay. somewhere in july batch 8 was at 50 enrollments and things uh, i i wish i had breaks uh Jack, in those times because every of the initiative which i took started exploring and in fact i became a bottleneck at some point of time which i can only understand looking from hindsight okay. i'm the only person delivering see my original plan was hey i used to get some 70k or 80k uh, i get uh, the same amount of from the trainings, I want for that I need five people, hmm. and here you go. NLP has 100 people, and uh, Bad Seven has uh, some 35, 40 people. Don't remember the numbers exactly. Right. So things, things slightly uh, started escalating, scaling on its own. Which I didn't plan you weren't for ready or, or
0: you didn't kind of expect
1: that sort of a growth. I would say, I would say. And uh, I had to make hiring choices on marketing and sales. Never we had hiring. And uh, so we had a team of four data scientists. We were preparing content. We were teaching. All the LinkedIn posts were managing my me. Uh, so September, October, November. And my CA, uh, I had no experience with accounting. Right. Okay. The first time I went to TCA was like, you didn't deduct TDS for Teach addition payment. Why didn't you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, I didn't know TDS. I didn't know GST. Uh, we became GST compliant in second year itself. Okay. So these headaches were coming over hiring, co-working space, hmm. managing the space. One year back, I had to ask my friend for rental. Now I had to manage every other shit, which is <laughs> nothing related to teaching. Right. So, uh, I mean, it was good part. Happy I could problems to solve. Problems with it? Happy or problems, or happy to, problems solve. to solve. Right, right. right. But they, they came at a level which I didn't anticipate. You didn't anticipate. Uh, they, they, they came at a speed which I didn't. Ha- for, fortunately, I had friends to help. Uh, we right. did well. Uh, in December, I think November end, we started batch eight. Batch eight, we had to take sixty enrollments. Jag, I had to say no to people. Remember, people were coming with saying, "Hey, I'll pay fifty k for your course." And I said, "Like no, wait for two months." Imagine, <laughs> okay, uh, who will have that
0: scenario? Just for the just for the nice feeling of it, I just want to you know, yeah, uh, kind of walk through the numbers of growth now that I've spoken yeah. to you. Your first batch, five students. Second batch, slight dip, three students. Third batch, yeah. you each for somebody else. Fourth batch is 15. Fifth batch yes. is 30. Uh, sixth yes. is uh, 40, 50. And then we are talking about 80 here. Wow. Uh, yeah. Ba- batch seven was six. Batch eight was around 60, 40, 50. Now, all 50 these 60? are happening through LinkedIn and referrals alone. No Only paid LinkedIn. marketing at all. Zero. Zero.
1: All LinkedIn batch eight. Uh, batch eight is the pinnacle. Batch nine is even more. Batch nine, uh, I have uh, almost 65, 70 enrollments actually. Wow. And uh, Jack, this started taking a toll on my health. In hmm. fact, uh, I wasn't taking rest. Hmm. Saturday, Sunday, teaching hmm. uh, uh, again, Tuesday, Friday, NLP batch and uh, these enrollments, managing employees, because mm. once you hire people, you yeah, have to yeah, assign yeah. work to them. Yeah, yeah. Payrolls, uh, CA, accounting, co-working space. Uh, so too many things. And uh, and the pressure of what's next, how to take this all, how to sustain this and all. That right. started taking a load right. at all. And by then, uh, by February, I think in the mid of February, I fell ill uh, for continuously two weeks. This is what, 2019 uh, you're talking about or 2020? 2020, 2020. 2020. 2020 just so, before uh, tw- just before the pandemic. Uh, so, then I couldn't take classes for two weeks continuously.
2: Hmm.
1: I think uh, batch nine started in February first week. Hmm. And uh, for, I, I had a very bad mouth ulcer, So, I couldn't speak actually. Okay. Uh, so, so that was hap- that. For two weeks, I couldn't speak. I was well. I was walking. I was going to office. I hey, was hey, hey, posting hey. on LinkedIn, uh, but, but I had know. very bad, yeah, very bad mouth ulcers, where, for which I couldn't, uh, and I, I was not able to sleep properly. Yeah. So that was the those Covid came to me before uh, actually hit the <laughs> world. <laughs>
2: No I so, mean, are you, serious?
1: you got covid or you're just telling
2: uh, symbolically? No, no, no. okay
1: got it got it symbolically symbolically i i knew that i had to slow down uh, but uh, after that uh, so so the main problem happened is i couldn't take classes continuously in february and march i was like very very uh, taking a lot of breaks taking right. small classes And I couldn't explain to students, Hey, I have mouth ulcers, I'm not taking classes. (laughs) Uh, So I think uh, that's when we enrolled for batch two of NLP. By the way, uh, in December, we enrolled for batch two of NLP. Hmm. Uh, But this time, uh, we charged at 15,000. Batch one was uh, just... uh, You charged one uh, rupee uh, per minute. So 3,600 something, right? Uh, Yes, yes. Then uh, we jumped to 15K, 10K, 15K. Uh, with recordings and without recordings. Still, we had, uh, I think, uh, 20, 25 enrollments. But what I did is uh, for college students, I just offered it at 1,000. So still in batch two, we had again, again 90 enrollments. Got it. Uh, uh, but tired pricing. pricing. Uh, same revenue as batch one. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, February 2020 is uh, what my personal health things started falling apart got it so yeah so from there i had to put breaks it's an opportunity so batch 9 started in february uh, and uh, batch 8 was there in uh, so basically till september till covid subsided i didn't take a new batch 5 months okay so i i was like home? okay let lockdown I, I was at home i was teaching uh, and luckily, uh, because we had a complete online uh, thing hmm. from day one, we were teaching on Zoom. Our core operations didn't get affected, affected because yeah. of COVID. Because you didn't have to change uh, anything. You were already online. And yeah, uh, I think... I, I still remember I, I got this microphone from my office, sat at home, started teaching. That That's is, uh Blue Yeti. Yeah, Blue AT. Yes. Right. Yeah. And by the way, I purchased this in February 2020 itself. <laughs> when yeah. I was ill, I was like, okay, let me
0: upgrade my setup at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Blue Yeti is like one of the <laughs> sort of... Premium, how-to, yeah. yeah. Great. So, um, so that's, mm, uh, yeah. okay, we are right now in 2020. So, 2020, so even before pandemic, you were anyway doing online. So, the pandemic online, didn't really yeah. disturb your thing. In fact, Real pandemic really. must have only increased the demand. Uh, for your courses, I believe. Yeah. Uh,
1: so one thing is we put breaks. Second thing is, uh, pand- so all of our target audience were software employees. One mm. thing is they were worried about the job. job. Right. Uh, and uh, COVID uh, immediately had some layoffs, uh, especially in some sectors which were affected by COVID. Right. A uh, sec- lot of uh, people were working from home suddenly. A lot of stress, etc. I remember having taking sales calls, people were saying like, Hey, Prithvi, Monday to Friday, online Zoom call. Saturday and Sunday, I have to learn on Zoom. No, not now, etc. So, uh, and uh, that is the same time, uh, which gave rise to a lot of YouTube influencers, everyone coming online and uh, teaching stuff, etc. Uh, COVID-19 immediately didn't give us any boost or neither it give, uh, didn't give any dip. dip. But uh, we started seeing the dip uh, from October onwards, October 2020, 2020 right. uh, uh, to almost uh, next November onwards. And uh, 21 What October was the dip on... like with V? So here we
0: are talking about a revenue of say close to... Uh, 10 20 lakhs per month. 10 lakhs. Huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, dip was slow actually. And, uh, and, uh, so we were doing 1520 still, 1520 per batch, which is like quite comfortable for me. So, okay. you can say 50% easily uh, from the peak. Was it? Uh, okay uh was the uh, first thing is uh it was not completely my personal choice uh, it, it was not completely due to covid it was my personal choice also right, right, right. reduced my posting on uh, linkedin uh, linkedin right. uh, i i really wanted to take a break see 2018 uh, onwards 2018 july to let's say 2020 july uh, i literally don't remember how many movies i watched
2: or <laughs> how, how
1: many times i ate my favorite food or how many times i talked heartily to my niece uh, so it was a lot of uh, juggle hustle etc you mean to say uh, your personal life took a toll yes right. uh and i won't regret it it was a choice after that also, COVID gave me a time. I said like, okay, let me go back and complete my masters. Right. At the same time, uh, teach whatever I could. Uh, for one and a half year, I was doing that. So we were running one or ba- one batch or two batches. Wow, and so you I was got just... back to your masters?
0: Yes, so I got back my progress. Metal. Have you finished it or is it's ongoing? I finished almost fifty percent of it. Wow, man, listeners, yeah. this is. <laughs> This is something, you know, whatever Priti was talking so far itself is, you know, something like dreamy. On top of the look at this guy, he's almost successful. Now that, you know, in the break, he wants to go back and do masters. Everybody quit their education to do business. This guy is taking a break from successful business to do masters. Wow. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: See, that is the reason. Jag, I I still feel that is the reason I started it off. Uh, If someone says supervised learning... I still remember, I wrote it in my diary. I had did podcasts. I said to people, hey, uh, three days of my work for supervised Three other three days for my IIIT Masters. Right. So, that's how it started. So, I went back, I took courses. I completed six courses. I got uh, A's also in a few courses. I'm happy with that.
0: <laughs> great.
1: Great. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. <clears throat> so, uh, Prithvi, um, we were talking about, you know, a point in 2020 where for a lot of reasons that you also consciously thought that you know you will you will kind of ease ease into uh, supervised learning you know decrease the uh, you know onboarding but you right. also said that uh, even if you decided that uh, by itself also it stagnated and then there was a downtrend now what do you uh, attribute these things to is it because of the pandemic itself Or, you know, also was the data science industry as, you know, as a whole was undergoing a transition?
1: Uh, So, I would say uh, mostly 95% directly or indirectly related to pandemic itself. Because pandemic affected every life, right? Right. So, on one side, people who want to pursue data science courses, uh, they were doing work from home. It was really... Taxic, sitting all the day, you know, at one point of time, people were vexed. up, a lot yeah, of digital like, content consumption, etc. They wanted a breakout of it. Uh, that's one thing. Second thing is, yes, uh, data science, uh, industry hiring and all uh, is also a luxury for many industries because people are experimenting with it, okay? Right. A lot of small and medium-scale industries uh, went to cut off this data science teams initially during the pandemic. And as soon as the second wave subsided, they thought no, no other way. So you see there are a lot of uh, ups and downs in the industry as well. Uh, we don't know who is keeping data scientists, who is hiring, who is leaving. The enterprise is good. Uh, I mean, the big, you. Call the big Fortune 500 kind of companies. They're good with it. I mean, they 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 benefited a lot from low interest rates. They didn't have to think of anything else uh, during the pandemic. So the other side, uh, there were too many changes uh, happening. For example, retail, big retail had to uh, hire data scientists. Small retail, they have to think of their supply chains first. So they were struggling. So yeah due to pandemic there's a lot of change and also on the business side again as i said a lot of people sat at home they didn't have time Uh, the content creation is going up the algorithms changed Uh, so people were creating content like Crazy, Crazy. uh, good or bad, no one cares. Works or not works, no one cares. There's a video today or not. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and, uh, it's very monotonic uh, for employees also to work from home. So everyone are glued to screens. Consumption went up, production went up. uh, uh, So, yeah, I think these are the most prominent reasons I could figure it out. Uh, why the data science education industry went through a lot of phases and Jagga it is notable to see, I've followed this pace for five years, I've seen at least 10 companies, local, big, small, who raised funds, who didn't raise funds, just go out of business uh, in this two and a half years in data science, data science industry is what you're, oh, education. Okay.
0: Okay. 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 Okay.
1: Got it. Data science, edu tech. And I'm talking, this is a time when edu techs all over India. were getting. uh, My
0: next question was this. So Prithvi, what was your observation about some of the competitors, right? There were a lot of data science coaching centers.
1: Yes. 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 So you're saying at
0: least uh, 10 of them who you knew shut down.
1: They went out of business. Yeah. Okay yeah offline uh, f- uh, first let's segment it offline right. immediate shutdown uh, most right. of them uh, right. only 10% or 15% shifted online uh, right. and online players uh, in the uh, like low price medium price people they are also torn apart uh, because of this uh, free content from youtube kind of right. thing uh, and high priced ones uh, their margins got hit uh, the hiring became very difficult everyone suffered and uh, the mid-price range oh I, I saw at least three or four companies in the mid-price range just go bust and right. uh, the people who just started six months before pandemic right. uh, like let's say October 2019 to 2020 right. immediately shut down uh, a lot of small uh, at least people like supervised where uh, we used to be like solo planner. We started like a team. We went back becoming solo premiers again. Yeah. So, so, you, so
0: you had to let go of your team at some point. And when was that? Yeah.
1: It was September 2021 uh, when I had my last teammate uh, resigning. Uh, not resigning. So one thing I did was I, I, I didn't want to cut off anyone. Uh, right. I didn't want to... Uh, fire fire anyone? It. Right. Yeah, uh, I just told them uh, at least last two three people. Hey, this is the scenario, uh, but we'll keep working because I'm running batches. We had revenue coming in. I am good to pay salaries. Right. Uh, but uh, so the last data scientist I had was had a plans to go for masters. Right. So as soon as he went to for masters, uh, and uh, the other person who was handling operations had got a pretty. Decent hike and uh, uh, that person also left. So I, during the entire pandemic, uh, though we struggled financially, uh, I'm proud that I didn't uh, cut off anyone. Fire anyone. I didn't uh, fire anyone. Yes. I didn't fire a single person. Uh, And in fact, I paid in full to everyone. Whatever the salaries we discussed, signed up. I paid in full. Not even a single rupee withheld. I, mean, I just want to run it without regrets, at least in the beginning of my career. And I'm happy about it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You seem to have pulled it off like that. You know, no bitter feelings and yes. uh, no bitter experiences for anybody. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like, you know, you cannot have them. But everybody tries to avoid it. And you've pulled it off because yeah. businesses are about money at the end of the day, right? But uh, Pizri, yes. uh now, let us say, so in that way, this is how I'd like yeah. to conclude. Your story is still a great story because I mean, as a listener, right, for me, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, uh, analyze, judge and all those things. As a listener, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. who's been listening to you, your journey and all those things. When you said uh, your business kind of stagnated in 2020, September, and then it kind of saw a downtrend going ahead. I thought, okay, what happened? But then when you go back and uh, look at a bigger picture, the perspective is, hey, boss, 10 other data science Coaching companies have shut down. And if you manage to sustain in that period and you're still managing to keep the show alive, I think you're still doing and you're still being pretty successful, is how I'd like to see it. Because obviously, you know, nobody escaped the pandemic. Some people were hit very hard and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing could be done about it. But there are two things I want to go back to, right? One is, Mm. Yes, of course, we've established that pandemic was very, uh, you know, important. Uh, that played a role. Right. Would you have now let's say you you said that, you know, you were on LinkedIn, right? Now, yes, right. you said, you, yes, it would have been better if you were on YouTube. Right? Yes. Now, uh, for somebody who's starting off, let's say right. they are a data scientist themselves, say they are somebody like you listening. And then, Mm. you know, they have a good LinkedIn presence. Would you ask them to just stick to LinkedIn or should they be proactive and get on other channels, other platforms like YouTube, Instagram and all those things? What is your advice?
1: Okay. My advice would be, again, it depends upon personality, but uh, at least two should be good. Uh, Without any of them, uh, they have to rely on the paid marketing, I would say. Uh, So at least two is good. And uh, my advice is to like you have to do it consistently for quite some time either on linkedin or youtube or instagram for at least one one and a half year without any organic leads or anything coming up if you are going to do it do it it would be uh, much better and today's youtube when compared to when i started 2019 youtube now it is almost saturated level on the data science channels as well. Right. Uh, say, same thing with LinkedIn also, a lot of, lot of players. So, uh, so consistency plays an important role. Uh, that's the first advice. Second advice, any two should be good actually.
0: Any two should be good is what you're saying.
1: Any two, yeah.
0: Uh, Based on the strengths of that particular person. Yes. Yes. So your answer to, you know, if somebody is looking for, okay, you know, which platform do I take up as a primary promotion thing? You're telling that it depends on the personality and the kind of skills they have. But I, uh, you know, I'm thinking... LinkedIn is a non negotiable because this is something yes. related to professional things. So I think LinkedIn yes. should be there, compulsory. There. And as yes. a supplement to LinkedIn, I think you can either be on Instagram or YouTube, is what you're saying. Yep.
1: yep. Yes. Got it. That, that should be. And you should be camera ready. Uh, you right. should have at least a few digital marketing skills, at least fundamentals, like how to produce content. Right. Uh, that, yeah.
0: Okay, great. And uh, right now, you are primarily on LinkedIn. And then uh, you're also right now pursuing your master's as well.
1: Uh, Yes, yes. Uh, So basically the new update is uh, by 2023, uh, I think uh, 22 November, I completed three semesters of uh, two subjects each. So totally I'm done with six subjects, which is like almost 50% done. Uh, the most difficult part (laughs) now what I'm what I was doing uh, what I I am planning to do is get back to supervised again with full force now I've got got break I got enough energy I've set up sorted my financials and everything is sorted now I'm coming back and uh, planning to launch uh, two batches slowly and three batches at a time uh, so, that's what I'm, I'm re- begin, beginning again the journey uh, to scale up. I'm ready to scale up if it really scales up.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. But I will I yeah. I will, I will definitely come to this. This is like very interesting. Yeah. I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to talk yes. about, I have a lot of questions around this. But sure, there sure. is one thing that I just want to close the loop on. Yeah. When we were talking about a time in 2020 when it got stagnated and it was seeing a downturn, mm. you spoke about having enough runway. Yeah. yeah. Now, just to understand, Pridvi, like uh, in terms of in terms of students, we did understand. In terms mm. of revenue, right? Let's right. start from, let's say 20, uh, 2018 July is when you started off officially, right? And then right. Uh, 2018 first half, you kind of tested the waters. You had your first batch with five students. Now right, after starting right. officially, uh, 2018 mm. half year, you had three students. That's all. I think right. so we, we are, we are looking at a revenue of about one lakh for the year of 20, 18 second half, right? Yes. 2019. Yes. What was the entire year's revenue ballpark number? Okay. Uh,
1: so we hit, uh, almost 80 lakhs, uh, 80 lakhs for 2019, Nineteen twenty financial year. Okay.
0: Okay, uh, that, financial that, year, that is uh, starting from April 2019 to March uh, 2020. 20, yeah. 80 lakhs was the revenue. Almost, yeah. And, you, thousand, and yes. at this point, you had a team size of?
1: Uh, it was varying. At the start of the financial year, it was three itself. But at the end of the financial year, it was eight.
0: Wow, okay.
2: So on an average, it is
1: six people.
2: Yeah.
0: Six people. And yeah. uh, these six people, a couple of them were interns or all of them were interns?
1: uh mostly all full time no interns okay, all uh, okay. Uh, th- though we took as an internship they were full time in office internship only okay uh, and i think uh, by uh, i think uh, in the first quarter of 1920 that is uh, right. by may june itself uh, i no longer took date uh, interns Intern. I, I just uh, i just gave them role as a data scientist starting uh, irrespective of the capabilities etc so yeah
0: Oh, you because gave the them firm, as a data scientist only. So what were these, these people doing? Uh, what were their
1: roles? Okay. So uh, most of them are data scientists. Uh, the reason I required data scientists is we had a, a plan to uh, build up a lot of use cases. Right. Uh, custom right. use cases, content, solutions, really. content. And second thing is we wanted to get into advanced courses also. Right. So uh, the data scientists were uh, helping up in building use cases. Right. At the same time, uh, building up any coursework also.
0: Right. Got it. Got it. Makes complete sense. And these were the people who also helped you with other stuff whenever needed.
1: Uh, whenever needed. Uh, by the end of nineteen twenty, I have a person for sales. I have a person for marketing, full time. So that makes it uh, eight and with six. Days. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I said on average six for entire financial got it, got it, got it. year, uh, plus but, or yeah, minus two end, or one here and there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that, uh, what was the
0: average salary that you were paying these people on a yearly basis?
1: Uh, Okay, so it it was like uh, two uh, variable uh, because uh, what was the lowest? Had... And what was the highest? Lowest is twenty five k or twenty k. That's for five data scientist with a zero zero experience, experience. Wow. and uh, highest I went till was one lakh uh, a, a month. So it wow. was always okay. twelve lakhs uh, per month. I think it, I remember it's one lakh ten thousand also. That was a Biggest hire I made uh, just before the pandemic. I think it was the. It's in February 2020 we signed it. Yeah. But, and then you also had an office, right? Like physical office yes. that you were paying yes, rent yes. for. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was around 40k a month uh, cabin, uh, Nigel Springbird. Yeah. Mm. Got it. Okay. So now,
0: uh, 2019 2020 financial year, we are looking at 80 lakhs, let's say, yeah. with an expense of about. 2.548 like 25 30 lakhs would have been your expenses right now uh yeah, yeah. On, on, on that i mean approx, right? approx, now, uh, there's a reason i'm just coming to this right now mm. uh, from 2020 april to 2021 march what was what did this 80 lakh look
1: like uh it almost came to 40 uh Okay which is the next not financial bad, year. Is what I would say yes yes I, I, I see that's in mid of pandemic people came to zero i'm still happy. happy yeah 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 uh, yeah, yeah. I, i'm still very happy uh, thank god i thank my audience everyone because we could do that no regrets <laughs>
0: uh, got it and uh, what is it now from 2021 20, 2022 what was
1: it uh, so, we are, we are still doing somewhere around 40-35 This year. is being an individual. You are a solopreneur uh, or more, back to solopreneur? Solo, back to solopreneur. Uh, so, I'm still doing 30-40 to 40 in the range of 30-40. Brilliant. Uh, which, includes, uh, which includes all the consulting income I'm making and uh, right. uh, service providing or uh, going and training for supervised batches, everything. <coughs> and as a solopreneur, what does your expenses look like, me? Ah, okay. So because we are going completely organic, uh, most of my expenses is in the terms of time where I create the content itself. Uh, but if yeah. I'm, if you're, if you're saying paying, who, whom are you paying? Uh, sometimes I take help from other consultants. I pay. Uh, okay. So just for. Uh, one hour, one month, or two months, or hourly consulting, or something like that. Right. That's one of the pay and the platform charges uh, for the, running the website, the learning management system, right. and of course, uh, CA to maintain your accounts. Uh, and if at all, uh, any depreciation or computers, gadgets which you buy to deliver right. the courses, uh, that's it. Uh, and of course, that, that's it. Apart from that, uh, nothing. Uh, Nothing did I put. Uh, I'll tell you one thing uh, Ah. which comes from personal life. Uh, So in February, not February, March 17th of 2020. Right. uh, Three days before uh, the lockdown. Three days lockdown. I think four days. March 23rd was when the lockdown was announced. Yeah. 17th, I signed an agreement to purchase a house. Oh my God. Okay. This is (laughs) a high This is in Hyderabad, the, okay. the same house which I'm residing in. Really? And uh, it took a lot of toll on me. First thing is, uh, uh, actually, my purpose was for uh, to rent it out okay. uh, and generate some rental revenue. Right. Uh, and this is right located in Financial District, uh, which is where all the software employees work. And March 23rd, lockdown came in. Everyone packed and went away. And... Uh, the community which I live in, that's a community where uh, owners have to beg, literally beg, hey, come and occupy our houses. Almost 50% of the community was vacant, including my house. So I have to move in, I have to pay the EMI. Right. And uh, down payment gone, EMI gone. Uh, so uh, at least. Uh, I don't say it's a wrong move. It it turned out to be a it wrong move. Turned out to be that way. Nobody expected the pandemic,
0: right? I mean, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. It makes I think so that that
1: took a lot of uh, toll on the financial health. Otherwise, uh, and uh, let me tell you, Jag, I'll tell you. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur, so right. I never bothered about uh, the finances, the income item. But when I sat with the uh, credit team who were Offering me a loan, right? So it took a very hard, uh, lot of time, lot of convincing to get a home loan, uh, which is the, considered the safest loan in the country. Uh, so I had to go around two, three banks. That is because this you is were the,
0: not working; you didn't have a salary, but you were an you were an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Despite, yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite despite having I mean, this ADLAC's enormous success. revenue, is not. Less man, I mean, it's yeah, uh, not less, you know. And you're not even in a manufacturing or something where revenue is something, profits is something, you are pretty much, yeah, making what like a
1: chunk of the uh, revenue
0: is your profits, net profit, yeah. So. Happily,
1: they can happily do 40 percent, uh, but the only problem is again, uh, it's a startup, so generally, startup, for yeah. banks, for they banks, they consider three years, three years, of years, uh, ITR. Three years <laughs> and we are second year,
2: right. no
1: one cares, <laughs> right. right? So, right. Right. yeah. I'm lucky; I somehow managed the loan and uh, figured it out. But yeah,
0: that was one crazy ride, actually. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Seriously, it is. It is a crazy ride, right? I mean, because just imagine so many stories like yours out there, and I'm sure everybody yeah. will have something to talk about and the difficulties. So, um, yeah. So, uh, from a financial perspective, right? Whatever you underwent, right. right. So, see, nobody can fault you or blame you for you know. Going ahead and using the money that you earn to make purchases and stuff like that, because, you know, Uh um, you're you're going to be optimistic about the future. But then, you know, something like a lockdown comes. It is literally a once in a lifetime event for a lot of people. What has it affected you in some way? From spending perspective, has it changed your outlook about money? Are you like extremely safe now? What is that? You know, have you changed your method of handling money now since then?
2: Yes,
1: definitely. Yes. Uh, one thing is, uh, Jag, uh, even before pandemic, I had a friend who is a business advisor who used to say, uh, "Prithvi, you are extremely frugal. Uh, if you uh, look at me, I'm always on the conservative side." I don't take any risks, I don't take any uh, chances, etc. Right. So our burning was like 10%, CAC cost of consumer acquisition is zero, mm-hmm. zero marketing spend, uh, the salaries which I pay for data scientists are though reasonable, it's a small chunk of the revenue we are generating. Yeah. I played very safe even before pandemic, right. but still I struggled, I, I can say that. Right. Uh, uh, And yes, it definitely changed my view towards money. Uh, It changed a lot, actually. Uh, So, uh, like, uh, now I think two times before committing any major purchases, either on behalf of personal life or uh, on the company side. Uh, That's one thing. And So, do you have any rule now? Do you have any rule? Let's say, for example, you know, you want to purchase something, which
0: is 25 lakhs, let's say. Do you have a rule now? Yeah, oh, no, yeah. you know what? If I'm going to purchase something that is worth 25 lakhs, I need to have a liquid money of 50 lakhs at least in the account. Do you have yeah, any such yeah,
1: rules? Yeah, I, I don't keep I don't keep any rules, but I'm just not committing any lump sum payments. Right. right. Uh, that's one thing. Right. And uh, second thing is, see, I would say even if COVID has come at least four months late, let's say instead of March, uh, let's say it came in September. Right. I would have been in much safer position because i took some commitments in february march uh, which were like hiring big people and uh, right. taking a house on personal front on personal and professional friend uh, we took a lot of major decisions right i didn't anticipate anything uh, but still i played safe i didn't owe money i didn't default anyone uh, but yeah if coming back to rule no such rule uh, jack but uh, upfront payments I, I, at this time i would be very careful paying for one year uh, paying for two years or taking a big gadget or right. uh, something like that yeah
0: got it got it uh, no this is this is this is like really insightful i'm going to come back to this in a different angle a little later because i think i still have some other yeah. um questions related to your business itself first I want to like you know talk about them mm. now yeah. coming back to the current right. thing right. 2020 you've been uh you've gone back to being a solopreneur from 2021 September if, if that's correct right. now it's yes. been about yes. one one and a half years you've been like solo yes. now
2: yeah.
0: um you said you're going to be launching multiple batches now right yes so yes. and you said your financials are back Uh, And I'm sure these financials are back because of your one and a half years of hustle, right? Your consulting, your, so you've literally been saving. Yes, yes, yes. Great. So now what, what are your plans like laid out? I mean, like, are you going to be building a team? How are you going to do two, three uh, batches? Are you going to be hiring data scientists again? Are you going to also hire people who are going to be teaching or is it only you teaching? What is all these things?
1: Okay, so first thing is uh, uh, one of my dream even during uh, pre-pandemic time was to get into consulting job. I always believed uh, doing service, providing, building products, and teaching—all the three—that's what I wanted to do in uh, data science segment. So, right. uh, uh, so think of uh, other computer like some other education, they teach everything, management, project management, every a lot of tons of courses. Right. But we wanted to be a niche player in data science who can do services, who can do product building, uh, have our own products, who can do research, who can also teach people. Right. So uh, this is my vision, five year vision, or which I had during the, even before I started supervised. Right. In fact, the reason we aggressively hired data scientists also. Uh, is uh, we, we actually signed up to NDAs. Uh, we're about to get the data. We're about to get kickstart our two consulting projects before COVID. Right. Uh, but as soon as the COVID hit the education, uh, so I took a brand name also, Avani.ai. Uh, so we are still considering uh, right. building services and products. Uh, because what I believe is if you just teach, you don't uh, become a really good player. You right. teach, you hire them, you provide jobs. So it's it's like a community I want to build around, an ecosystem to be precise. That's the vision I had uh, and yes, now I'm going to restart that part. On the education side, the plan is to increase the batches and hire one or two data scientists and one regret I had is uh, I didn't publish enough free content on the website. So. Uh, I want to fulfill that. So we want to publish free content. This is is what I
0: meant when I asked you, you know, would you look back and do something differently? I think you mentioned the most important point
1: here. Yeah. So so I want to do some more free content uh, and put it on our website. Uh, we don't, I, I also had regrets about uh, community building, uh, want to build community, uh, do some free live classes and have some uh, office presence in Hyderabad, right. invite people to our office, do meetups, something kind of things. So that's what we missed out uh, we uh, during pre-COVID. Now we want to begin with that. So, yeah. Uh, so, teaching and consulting with full vigor. Uh, that's the plan uh, awesome. going up forward. And, of course, the first hires would be data scientists. And, uh, yeah, that's it going to be. Hmm. Great. Great. Prithvi, I'm going to come back to this important thing. Free content. You know, yeah. I'm going
0: to like dig yeah. more, you know, pick your brain a little bit more, right? Right. Look, I think it's so underrated and so important today, free content. Now, tell me, Prithvi. You've always been on, you've already been on LinkedIn. You've built, you've built a brand and stuff like that. Now, even for you, you've realized free content after a number of years, like at least after four years, I think is when you're like seriously talking about free content. Now tell me why, what made you think about this and what do you think this is going to help you accomplish? And generally, would you also advocate this to
1: all knowledge entrepreneurs out there? You know, who are into teaching? okay uh for this uh i'll first start with uh, any marketing person who will reach out to me if i explain this to uh, my explain story they'll say like "Prithvi, you're an outlier first thing is because for most of the knowledge entrepreneurs they start they sh- give free content right they distribute they build a funnel and from the funnel they would make some sales a small sale some from them big sale right and from them even big
2: sale right i'm
1: like I did LinkedIn post from bottom of the funnel, and I made fifty k conversions. End to end data science. Right. For I, I ran this without anything in the middle of funnel for right. seventeen batches. Right. <laughs> so and so so basically, this is what happened. It worked out for me, and that is the reason I never couldn't spend some time on free content because right. the people who paid for my services, I need to dedicate my time for them. That's the only reason. Right. Now. Coming back to your next question, why do you want to do free content is C. I want to build more trust. I want to reach out to more people. I want to help more people out with at least the fundamentals, like at least let's say Python beginning or something like that. And uh, I I, I just want to give a flavor of uh, what my content is for the people even before they pay. Building more trust. See, if you can build trust with just LinkedIn posts, why can't you build more trust with yes. some uh, free courses if everyone are doing it and why shouldn't you do it that's the thought earlier i didn't had time now i had time right. so i will i will happily do it and uh, with, uh, will i advise it for every knowledge entrepreneur yes preferably yes uh, right. it, it's up Everyone is different. For Pradvi, it is different. For every other, it is different. If it works for you, like me, like you just start an Instagram post and you get paid people and that's getting satisfied for you, fine, go ahead. But at some point of time, uh, put something free right. uh, on your website to give a flavor of what it is. Yeah. Got it.
0: Okay. Uh, so, you know, listeners, uh, I think this is very important, uh, you know, whatever Pradvi is told. Uh, whatever, you know, see, Prithvi is an outlier, right? I think we've can, we all identified that by now. I mean, everybody is not going to simply start off on LinkedIn, put a post and get it. That's not happening. Not happening. That's a very rare thing. But that doesn't mean you have other ways to achieve what Prithvi has achieved, right? And for the majority of them, it's going to be this. If you want to teach something, if you are a knowledge entrepreneur, Aspiring Knowledge Entrepreneur, I think one thing what I've commonly heard from a lot of people is that uh, you need to give out free content because that's how people realize what you're doing. That is how they get to know, okay, this guy is teaching. And then you know what? The content you have is may not be the main secret. The secret is your mentorship. How you deliver your content, how you communicate with your audience and how you I think that also has a high value as much as content has. So I think that is what I would like to take away from Prithvi's answer. And I think I would also like to add that uh, bottom line, if you're a knowledge entrepreneur who's starting off today, start off with free content. That has to be a staple. You can do all the other things in combination, but if Prithvi is starting it now, I think somebody who's uh, starting today should definitely have this on their list. Okay, Prithvi. Got it. Great. Yeah. So... Uh, coming back to your uh, answer about you know what your plans are, you said two things. One is consulting, and one is education, right? And for education, okay. you're looking. Okay, listeners, if anybody is uh, you know uh, is a data scientist out there, and after listening to Pridvi, you're looking forward to work with Pridvi. I think he's hiring about two data scientists. Reach out to Pridvi. At the at the end of the podcast, uh, we will leave the details, how you can reach out to Pridvi's contact and all those things. So uh, do reach out to Pridvi. You've got an opportunity there. And he's also looking to consult, do some consulting work. Pridvi, can you elaborate a little bit about what is this consulting work you're talking about so that, you know, the listeners can get a clear idea? And if there is somebody who would like to use, you know, use your help, they might as
1: well, you know, know
0: clearly what you're going to do
1: yeah so uh, when this uh, so basically all the companies enterprise SMEs even the startups everyone are sitting on the data of the customers b2b b2c everyone every business is now capturing data now what is happening is every company is not uh, capable of uh, having their own data team when i say data team let's say engineering team data engineering or a business analytics team or a data scientist team modeling so three tasks visualization and dashboarding modeling and engineering moving the data from here and there etc right not these are the three main tasks any data team can do and not everyone is capable of hiring nurturing and uh, generating uh, value out of the data teams because you need a whole new vertical to develop this, Right, but you're sitting on data, but if you don't develop this vertical, you're missing out on the uh, value side because today, a lot of decisions are being made out of data itself. So, yeah, our services aim is to uh, help those businesses, uh, you, you work in any domain, medical, pharma, or retail. FinTech or any domain you're serving customers, you're serving businesses doesn't mind. Are you storing data, and do you have a team of data scientists, data team to generate value out of your data? If you don't have, and if you want to generate value out of your teams uh, of your data, we are there to help you. So that is the goal of the services segment. Uh, we are starting with. Uh, Retail as well as uh, customer analytics space. That's where we are personally strong with. So D2C brands or FMCG brands or retailers or retail chains or anyone whose business is around this. And of course, uh, FinTech also. Slowly we want to get into FinTech. So these are the three spaces in which any of the players are operating and they're sitting on the data. They don't have data teams. We are there to help them to extract business value out of Data. data. So that's the
0: goal of the services. Uh, got it. Got it, Prithvi. Thank you uh, so much for elaborating on that. So uh, if they have to find out more information, you have a separate website for this, right? Uh, Avani uh, yes. AI. Can you spell yeah, it out? Yeah.
1: A-V-A-N-I dot A-I. Okay. Avani dot AI. Avani is the f- Sanskrit name for Earth. Great. For Earth. Okay. So sustainability is something. So uh, though I want to make... Uh, Value for businesses, right. it's always sustainability. Uh, so I took the name of the earth itself. Uh, so Avani.ai and so this, uh, luckily is... it starts with AI. AI. It starts with A and ends with AI. A- uh, right, 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 right. So <laughs> the same thing, yeah. And this website is up and running. Uh, it's not yet up and running. Mostly, we'll have it in a month or month and a half. Uh, But there's a landing page. There's a landing page. If you want to put some details, you can just subscribe to our newsletter. Landing page is out. Yeah.
0: Great. Okay. So, Pridvi, uh, final two segments I want to touch upon. One Mm. is, you know, the last segment is a little personal and fun sort of a thing. Right. And the one before that uh, is, you know, one aspect uh, that you spoke about uh, here and there was you were completely doing this online and you said, you know, you were using Teach Edison's platform at the start and then, you know, you had your own journey about the whole tech platform. Could you share with uh, us, you know, what your experience was like uh, when it came to choosing tech platforms? What are the challenges you faced? Uh, How have you solved it? What are the challenges you might still be facing? What is the ideal Platform. What are the key things that people should look for when choosing an
1: online platform? Uh, okay, so I think uh, this this itself is a journey because uh, right. uh, I started with twenty sixteen. I, I was with uh, teacher decent the day. You started building pla- platform. Right. I mean, I was like just a consumer looking for some engineering college. Right. Uh, but then, so. Uh, I've been on the platform. I've seen it grow. I see it in evolving features. Uh, So one of the features I would say is uh, on the delivery side, the platform should uh, allow you to do all vehicles of delivery online, self-paced, blended, offline. Also, if you just need registrations also. So that, uh, and uh, one thing, that's one thing. Second thing is support you in the marketing side of the content, let's say blog, uh, ability to create a blog, ability to create a landing page, good landing page, ability to create short courses. And when I say ability, not only just the courses and content side, uh, but the marketing side also ability to mail them, completion of courses and all. That's second thing, sales side. all capturing all the leads on the websites, if the CRM can do it, it would be great and uh, a reasonably basic CRM on the back end so that uh, people can use it and uh, I think, yeah, marketing, sales, content side and of course, live class integrations, that's well. So if and reasonably priced with a lot of tires uh, because the business scales up and scales down too often. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah pretty much these many features if uh, they are looking for uh, it would be good and i personally associated with startups a lot of times right. someone who is building right. uh, i i still remember Uh, bugging the Teach Edison team for I want this feature I want that feature no uh, it's not bugging I think uh, (laughs) people like you are the ones
0: who built Teach Edison and I think all across right SaaS is being built because of the
1: initial customers relation customers so uh, I personally have to mention Shiva I had direct access to Shiva I I know after a few I don't know but I had got personal access so Shiva was good that he came on to our Slack channel Shiva, I want you to come on our Slack channel. So we had a list of tasks. I used to ask this customization. I used to explain. It was wonderful uh, interacting with the team, and every feature I asked was every single feature I asked was shipped to me. Uh, that was something really wonderful and uh, then we built one analytics, uh, a student dashboard actually in one of your question, it was there. So we used it to take data of how student was interacting with the website, right. let's just say on the course platform, in, in fact, how many times, at what time he joined the class, at what time he left it uh, and how much time he was viewing the website, right. Uh, right. video. All this we downloaded and built a, we built a W dashboard for ourselves. This was, this what we were using uh, for at least batch eight, batch nine. And then right. I had a demo with uh, Shiva. I showed, told Shiva, this is what we need. And I think with the new platform, they built that analytics as well. Right. So, yeah, I think uh, these are some of the features uh, which will be helpful. And uh, my, for the beginners, don't go for the big plants, if possible, free or affordable plants. As you scale the business, you scale it up. Right. And uh, that's how it goes. Yeah.
0: Got it. And what is the platform you're using now? And uh, how many platforms you've used in your journey, uh, Prithvi?
1: Okay. Uh, so so uh, the platform which I'm using is from Graphy. Right. Uh, uh, I think it is acquired by an, an academy, academy, I guess. Right. Yeah, an academy. And uh, I, this is the second platform. Uh, our first platform is Teach Edison. Right. The platform I was there with the old platform for almost three years, or so 18 onwards, we had it. Right. Uh, so till 2021 end. Right. And uh, uh, the only reason I had to shift back uh, to Graphy mm-hmm. is. Uh, uh, so, Teach Edison is moving from old platform to new platform right, right. and uh, yeah, on the pricing side, I want, so because I wanted to take a break, I don't know, I can't right, anticipate right. how much charges uh, I can afford. So, Graphi was rapidly acquiring customers. There was a, a reasonably very affordable offer. Uh, right. So, that is the reason I have moved in uh, into Graphy. Right. Yeah. And I haven't used that platform heavily because I'm just running one or two batches uh, every quarter or something. So for so your yeah. live
0: uh, delivery of classes also, you're using Graphi. Yes, yes. And Graphi yes. gives you all of the things that you spoke about.
1: Uh, most.
0: Uh, 70%, oh. 80%. Are there any other standalone of uh, tools that you're using, Pridvi, apart from Graphi? Uh, nothing. Nothing as such. Nothing. nothing. So every your nothing. your uh, whole business is
1: running on Graphy at this point. Uh, whole business is running on the graphite itself. But as I said, uh, so we are not doing a lot of uh, marketing or sales or, in fact, inbound leads also. I'm not capturing on. Right. The platform uh, to be very honest i am not using it extensively <laughs> so i'm okay. just using it for the delivery of the leads which i was getting i mean this was the past right. from now we'll start using it aggressively hmm. got it are there any things that you need but are but are not available at graphy at this point Live class scheduling. I miss that a lot. (laughs) So, for example, uh, on Teach Edison platform, uh, uh, when a batch batch is starting, I can just uh, do one form and all the 40 or 50 classes uh, will get scheduled at one go. And with all the classes live uh, used to be there, uh I, it's not that i'm graphy. i don't think they'll build anytime soon every time i need a session i have to go and uh, create it click it, it up create it so yeah that's a that's one feature i miss a lot <laughs>
0: Got it, got it with me, and we are always there if, if at all you need. And uh, uh, we are yeah. not only uh, we are not in a transition state from old to new; we have completely transitioned and the new platform. Yeah, I think uh, I was talking. Yeah, yeah, uh, one and a half year it has
1: been like yeah, mm.
2: yeah,
0: yeah. We spent a lot of time on that. Yeah. Um, true. 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 Okay, Prithvi. Great. I think uh, I'm pretty happy with all the questions that I wanted to ask you. And thank you so much for being so open and being a sport to answer all the questions that I've asked you. But now, I'm just going to ask you some, uh, you know, informal questions. Sure. sure. Um, Something to, you know... It's not only personal, it will also, especially when you were talking about a time in 2020 when you, when you paid money for this apartment or this flat, whatever. Were you married at that point in time or were you going to get married?
1: Uh, No, not married. Uh, Just signed up. Uh, Got married in Jan 2021. 2021. Uh, 2021. Everything was fixed at that point? Not fixed, uh, but at least not broken. I just had plasters around. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, the marriage got fixed only in the December twenty twenty, oh, okay. and we got married in Jan twenty twenty one. It was a traditional arranged uh, setup, <laughs> arranged marriage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, during the COVID, with a very small crowd, uh, that's how I got married. Yeah. Okay. Here's my question, Prithvi. Yeah. You were an
0: entrepreneur. How did nice. you convince? <laughs> because <laughs> you know yeah, uh, the the grooms, the, the husband materials, they expect them to be working, getting a, sa- a salary. Even better, they they would they would like the guy to be working in a government job and stuff. So how did you convince? Was it a long process where you stressed? Walk walk us walk us through the entire process
1: okay it was a very long process Uh, not with my wife Uh, with my wife it has been easy somehow I'll tell you the reason as well Uh, but the journey has been uh, quite hectic because the kind of questions I'll tell you one uh, example I took a screenshot Mm -hmm. of the dashboard, Razorpay dashboard, right. where it will show all my earnings yes, yes. And, and I sent it to a possible bride or, uh, sorry, girl or girl's father, I don't remember. <laughs> no salary slip bus, I have <laughs> Razorpay screenshot, take it. No, uh, see, uh, generally, think of the extent I have to go for yeah, convincing yeah, people, yeah, yeah, who yeah. shares pay? See, even if they're salaried, no one shares. Exactly, yeah, no one shares. I had to share, uh, think of uh, the connection we built and uh, they're not convinced, etc. It has been quite a struggle. Uh, It's quite painful uh, sometimes to answer the questions uh, because no one looks at what it takes to start a business. First question is, it it takes a lot of guts to leave your salary. And... uh, people can't wait for 10 minutes if swiggy delivers late right uh, right but can you wait for 6 months without any salary uh, is uh, a question more to guts uh, are you ready to take even my partner even today she says uh, you are very bold you are very bold right uh, and uh, yes before the marriage yes i met a lot of possible brides who questioned uh, and the kind of business I am doing is also knowledge entrepreneur. Who? How many people in India will understand knowledge entrepreneur? <laughs> so, uh, so if I say, hey, I am running, I am running a company. Okay, you are running a company. What do you do? You build software? No, I teach. So if you are teach, if you are teaching, you will become a teacher, right? Well, how will you become an entrepreneur? Uh, uh, so I, I have to explain. Uh, then who are your students? Uh, my students are working in corporate. Uh, they're working in corporate, and you teach, and you're an entrepreneur. Like, so right. this is completely a new right. world. Right. No, one, the only good thing was the people know at least data science and AI, etc.
2: Right.
1: Uh, so, I had questions like, uh, if everything goes bad, uh, will you uh, will you be able to go back to job? Will your ego get hurt if I ask you to go to a job? from a possible bride, possible girl who will marry. I had a person asking me to send the GST returns file for two financial years uh, to arrange it. Uh, Okay, and uh, I had a person asking, okay, what is your last chance all three when you're in industry? Uh, Then, okay, if everything goes wrong, you will get this pay, right? So I don't don't consider 80 lakhs turnover. I'll consider last time you draw 8 lakhs. (laughs) So I'll consider 8 lakhs. So I've seen this a lot. Uh, At one point of time, I have to refrain from talking people uh, who uh, to who cannot understand my business. So it was quite bumpy. Quite bumpy, right? Right. (laughs) Especially on the... um, uh, finding
0: a partner side <laughs> got it yeah so to two problems one is you know being a knowledge entrepreneur especially being one in the mid 20s or late 20s Right. if somebody wants to get married right hey. i think people would have just understood what you went through and i'm sure for the majority yeah. of them it's going to be like this And uh, second one, you struggled to get a loan for your house despite doing so well for yourself. So what what would you tell the young ones that are that are listening to and who are, you know, doing something similar to what you're doing or who are aspiring to do something like you? What is your advice? Uh,
1: Okay, so entrepreneurship is uh, like delayed gratification. You will have your own benefits, okay? How many people will go to a chartered accountant and sign uh, uh, IT returns for a company? Uh, I sign it as a direct, I have a DIN, you have a PAN number. I have a DIN. I sign every year. So uh, my egg statements. I give salaries to five people, four people. So I'm just listing out the benefits. Every Monday morning on this Wipro Circle Road, I'll see a lot of people with weary faces going to offices. I go to AMB Mall and watch a movie on Monday morning 10 o'clock show. I wantedly booked that show just to go out and feel good about myself. Uh, so uh the thing here is entrepreneurship comes with o- its own benefits right and definitely it is delayed gratification right if you want it then do it but if you are a person who will budge to peer pressure right then uh then don't do it and second thing uh Jagai, i went to bank uh, loan man, bank manager right. i sat in front of him right. Sir, did you ever feel like doing a job, and did you ever feel like starting business? He was like Prithvi, I want to, but I'm stuck in this bank loan. Sir, I'm doing it. I'm I'm providing jobs to people. You have a home uh, which you can mortgage. If you don't, if I don't pay the loan, please give me the loan. This is the statement I'm saying. I'm giving jobs to people. Look, how many unemployed people are there? I came forward to provide jobs to them. Right. Uh, please help me out. How to put it. In fact, this manager wrote a recommendation letter to their AGM saying, it's my personal author uh, authorization, guarantee. Uh, I know this customer for quite some time. Please give him the loan. That's how I got That's the That's how loan. you
0: got it. If, despite not having two ITRs, uh, not having uh, three years of ITR, you only had two. Yes.
1: So basically, uh, entrepreneurship will come with its own benefits. You have to wait for it. Uh, and don't leave that path so easily. Uh, it may take five years, it may take 10 years. Look at any big company. Um, Apple was about to get sold uh, by right. Microsoft infused funds. Take any company, everything will go through this kind of it and all. So, yeah, that's my advice for anyone who wants an entrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. But you're, you're saying really... uh,
0: there is no escaping yeah. the fact that you will have to undergo these things while finding a bride. No. You will have to.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, if your father has a lot of money, maybe not. <laughs> or if you're, <laughs> or if you're really handsome, tall, six feet, well built, like Bumblee, uh, then you, <laughs> then you're not. <laughs> or or uh, this one, or you you have the knack for. Uh, making the girl fall for you head over heels, then still no problem. Uh, so, I didn't have any of these three. So, I... <laughs> so it. yeah, I had to struggle. And I, I had to mention this point. Uh, my wife's uh, uncles, fathers come from a teaching background as well. Right. Uh, so, I somehow felt uh, uh, like Yeah, this teaching has provided me uh, with this match and with the partner also. That is also
0: another thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So, luckily, my uh, father in law is a teacher himself, so he understands me. So, yeah, you'll always have a partner who will support. Even today, my wife will tell me if I go back and say, hey, this is getting too hectic, I want to go back to work. She says, In two years of marriage, she never asked me to go back to work, like to a job. She's like, do what you like. Even if you don't get six months' pay, that's fine. Uh, But do what you like. Don't go into the job again just because of me or peer pressure. So I'm really lucky, uh, really lucky to have uh, such understanding partner. Yeah. Great,
0: great Pridvi. Thank you. This was one. I've got a set of questions, you know, which might, I think, help our viewers, right?
2: Right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Okay. uh, One question before we go. So, uh, how's your competition like right now? Or are you even worried about competition or you're just not worried and focusing (laughs) on what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I think at one point of time, I felt that you shouldn't be worried about competition. Right. Uh, But what I do is I see what they're doing good. And if it is working out, I try to adopt some of their steps. Uh, So for example, we were giving delivery schedules, uh, fixed schedule. Uh, So earlier it was like, okay, five months, but now we are doing delivery schedules like, okay, this week is break, this week is not break. Everything fixed upfront and giving. So I take best practices from my competitors and I'm not really worried about them. There are a lot of differences. One difference is even today, a lot of people are doing blended but show it as 100% live we're actually doing 100% life. Right. That is competitive advantage for me. And uh, the kind of teaching, I, I have almost five years teaching experience right. in data science itself. Okay. So yeah, where do you get a five years experienced person teaching you every single class? So that's the advantage.
0: Mm. Great. Okay. Little lighter questions. A bit, of, yes. a bit like a rapid fire if you like. Sure. What, sure. Are, what three books would you recommend to the
1: audience and why? <laughs> okay, uh, I've been a great book reader. If you're showing video, uh, I think you can the see that. Book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a That's the a cor- corner, bookstore So I don't read fiction. Uh, most okay. of uh, them are nonfiction. The books I would love is uh, First Thing, Deep Work, Focused Work by Cal Newport. Okay. Uh, second thing I would so say is flow. Flow okay. by Mihali. I don't know how to pronounce the second one. Flow is a popular book. It's about how you can be happy uh, about your work. How it's F L O W. Is it? F L O W. Flow. Flo. Okay. okay. And uh, the third thing I would say is the last lecture by Randy Posh. Uh, it It was his book uh, after he wrote it after he was diagnosed with terminal cancer saying how his career went, what are his learnings from uh, his entire life on his death, but he wrote that book. So I think these three books I would recommend to all my users. Thank you. Okay, great.
0: Next question. What are the three movies that you'd
1: recommend if at all there is any? (laughs) Okay. So, not a movies person. Uh, I think, uh, I I, see, I take a lot of challenges in entrepreneur life. So, I don't go for movies which are really challenging to watch. (laughs) I just sit and (laughs) just normal entertainment. I go for a lot of comedy movies. Comedy movies, just plain comedy shows. So, what are the last
0: three uh, recently watched films, three of them that you enjoyed? Okay. You are a, uh, you are a I, Telugu I, speaking person, so I think... Yes, yeah, Telugu speaking
1: telugu. person. I I enjoyed Avatar 2. Uh, okay. It was uh, really awesome. Okay. Uh, then, I, I do watch a lot. And second thing is, uh, I would say Pushpa. Pushpa is... Oh, yeah, very, I love it. it. It's, uh, it's one I and a half year almost again. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, one book I will talk about, uh, one movie, I think it's a Social Dilemma, I guess. It's on Netflix documentary, Okay. Uh, social okay. Dilemma. It's on uh, how people spend a lot of time on social media and how... Is right, 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 right. I've seen
0: this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've so uh, come across this, but I haven't seen it myself. Okay. Yeah.
1: So these three movies, I would recommend to the audience, uh, if at all, my favorite movies.
2: Hmm.
0: uh what are the three other podcasts do you listen to podcasts if you do do you have any in the, on the on the top of your mind that you really like
1: okay not a podcast person uh, the only one podcast i ever listened to was uh, kunal shah uh, uh, not kunal shah who is this cred founder kunal shah right no uh beer biceps uh, interviewed this cred founder right 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 Great founder yeah 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 uh, I, I think don't know his name, K- but... Yeah. Kunal, Kunal, not Kunal. Okay, Cred Founder and uh, Abir Biceps interview. Uh, that was a podcast. I liked it. Okay. I watched it. That's it. Not a podcast person. Okay. Don't know what podcasts are. Uh, I mean, I did a lot of podcasts, but what are the top and uh, I don't... I'm on more of a text person. Cred Founder be... is indeed Kunal Shah. You're right. Yeah, Kunal Shah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. So Kunal Shah's interview with uh, this Beer Base guy, it was like really wonderful. Yeah.
0: Okay. What is one question you wish I could have asked, but I
1: did not? Uh, <laughs> is there any? So you First asked, so uh, yes, uh, was it worth the journey? Uh, please is a question is a question I would have asked and yes it was it it was definitely worth it Uh, and uh, as Steve Jobs says all the dots only will get connected at the end Uh, I've seen that happen Uh, so at the start you don't know at sometimes you feel a lot of Despair, a lot of struggle, especially the COVID hit the small entrepreneurs very hard. But is it worth it? Definitely, yes. Uh, Very strong, yes. I'm very happy with whatever I did. Hmm. Great. And the
0: last question, final question is, where can the listeners find you online or generally? Okay. Okay,
1: uh, <laughs> so the only platform I'm available is LinkedIn. Uh, and of course, I had a plan to start a YouTube channel. I had one with few videos, of course, not very active. Right, yeah, yeah, LinkedIn and YouTube, that's where you can find me. I'll give you the links. You can post I that. will post it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, Pridhvi. Sure. Great, Pridhvi.
0: Uh, first of all, let us consider this as, you know, the first season. We will definitely have another one down the line. You will have new journeys. And especially yes. for a person who likes to share, I don't think there's anything better than talking to people like you. Yes.
2: Uh, it
0: was amazing. I am like really, you know, I'm, I am I think I'm pretty fortunate to do this uh, podcast thing, first of all, because I get to talk to people who are doing something different out there. And mm-hmm. uh, my experience uh, conversing with you has been pretty amazing, right? It's a unique story, It is, you know, it gives you so much of perspective, what it takes for somebody to follow their passion, the kind of problems that you've solved, the ups and downs that you've taken. And, you know, all these things is like as a listener, as a direct listener, um, it is amazing. Uh, I love this whole experience. I would totally love to have another episode sometime down the line when you're ready. And yes. uh, thank you once again for taking your time out. It's almost been, what, three, three and a half hours you've taken time. Um,
1: yes. So, yeah. Uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for this. Uh, thank you, Jack. Uh, I have to honestly confess one thing. Just yeah. uh, from after yesterday's podcast, right. uh, throughout the t- t- two hours, we, I spent, uh, I felt very good. One reason is... Uh, It was about discovering me, what I've done again. So it was like uh, 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 20 shots of dopamine coming at once. So I felt very good uh, (laughs) remembering all the story. Uh, uh, Thank you for uncovering. And uh, I loved talking. And first of all, I love this idea of uh, sharing knowledge entrepreneurs because everyone Uh, should have access to this kind of content when they are about to start the journey. When I started off, I didn't know. I started creating path for myself just like that. And yeah, I think whatever you're doing is wonderful. You have been great host, good listener. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Yes, and a great list of questions also to uncover the journey. Yep, perfect.
0: (laughs) Great. This podcast is brought to you by Edison OS, a no-code edtech platform to operate an online education business. Knowledge entrepreneurs can use Edison OS to sell online courses from their own websites, manage online masterclasses, launch mobile learning apps, sell online practice tests for competitive exams, run online learning communities, digitizing their offline tutoring business, use it as a learning management system
2: and a lot more cases in the domain of knowledge commerce.